What? It says that you want to show video and is asking me if I want to accept the videos on the call. What? I don't even know how to show video, so no, I don't know what I did to make it say that. Sorry. <laughs> How do All I right. I <laughs> yeah, don't, you should have a little video recorder screen a button yeah. on there that you can sh- should turn that thing on. Oh, okay, I see it, but it's got a line through it. Should I hit it again? No. I would try to turn on video. No, I don't want you to see yeah. me. <laughs> no, no, maybe Skype is confused. Yeah, she didn't come up as video for me, so we should anyways. be good. It's all right. It's just Skype. It's having a terrible brain fart. So, <laughs> as usual, we have kittens. Yeah, you have snowmageddon. I just saw that they closed something, and Julia said they must be expecting two feet if they've already closed the school. Yeah, my yeah. school's my school closed. The kids weren't even home from school today, and they already canceled for tomorrow. Yep. Wow. Us, well, basically us too. How much? I'm are you not happy. Ex- We're on spring break for crying out loud. And even if we weren't, I wouldn't have class on Tuesday. I'm very upset. <laughs> yeah, my son Connor is home for spring break, and we're going to have snow. But uh, what are you going to do? Our snow is all melting and getting mushy. We'll probably yeah. get more again. It's too soon to actually be spring. Oh, apparently it's spring here. Y'all just wait. It fooled us. We thought it was spring because it warmed up there nicely. It was sunny and, and much warmer than normal, and everyone was like, oh, yay, and then it just slammed us. <laughs> yeah, I like That's the, what we got about a week and a half ago. The uh, picture that Mooney posted that says, wicked big storm are coming. I know. Wicked big storm. Yeah. Storm. <laughs> Well, yeah, but that, the funny thing is, is when you drive along the highway, they really do post those signs. <laughs> do they really? Yep, I've seen them along Route 3 a lot in um, 93 going into town. They'll have them up there a lot. Ah. Well, there you go. Well, we have frogs. Well, nobody says sign makers can't have fun with their job. Mm-hmm. Actually, wow. I, think, I think we've got a pretty funny, some of the signs that they put up there, I think they have an excellent sense of humor, those DPW guys. <laughs> Well, if you can't have a good sense of humor in your job, then you're just not fun. So I think that's a great thing that they do. I had totally planned on wearing my wizard robes to L.A. and Universal Studios until my aunt said it was 91 degrees. I think I'm going to (laughs) melt. I'm considering shorts, and I am not a shorts kind of person. But mm-hmm. I am very much not going with robes. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Summer is really not the time to go. Although Oh, because I I'm so. I'm thinking I'm thinking graduation robes, like the thin kind, not yeah. No, my Hogwarts, Hogwarts robes. robes. I remember uh, when yeah, I was you'd have to get another set that are muslin or something. <laughs> I, when I was in Universal I was there for my birthday, so that's what they they bought me robes while we were there and I was so happy to have them because it was January and I think I told you it was cold in Florida. Mm-hmm. So the robes are pretty awesome to have on then. Yeah. Nice. I'm just thinking, yeah, it's going to be a little warm. And who knows? It could be raining by then. But it was supposed yeah, to take the robes with you just in case, you know, just in yeah. case you get it full day. But, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where we're flying in and we're checking our luggage in lockers at the park. So oh. the less I take, the better off I am. I have a ton of Harry Potter shirts. I just have to pick out a cool Harry Potter shirt to wear. I think I'll wear the Harry Potter uh, Star Wars shirt to Disneyland. That sounds good. Nice. Is that the one with the Star Wars characters with the Hogwarts scarves? Yes. I have that one, too. Mm-hmm. I love that That's shirt. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I think that one would be good there. And then 
I might wear the Geeky Hollow shirt to Universal or one of my other. Lord knows I have enough different shirts I could pick yeah. from. Probably want to leave hat at home. Yes, hat hats will in stay. general are warm. And hats heavy and will get lost. So I would yeah. I would be terribly, terribly upset to lose him. So he has to stay. I haven't told him yet. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Somebody has to look after Hogwarts while you're gone. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll leave him in charge of the castle. What? And the cats. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Mooney will be in charge of the castle. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, did I get demoted without knowing? Well, you know, Hat thinks he's in charge no matter who's in charge. He doesn't have to know you're really in charge. Oh. Okay. Okay, phew, got myself out of that trouble. Maybe we better go on to a fic. So it's snowing in most of your areas. I'm going to be yet. at 90. It hasn't Five started yet? Tomorrow morning. Yeah, 5 a.m. Tomorrow morning. So they've already canceled it even though it's not even snowing. Wow. Well, I don't get it because I because they're saying like two feet. Yeah. You know, yeah, between it's, it's a big storm. Yeah. 5 a.m. and like the beginning of school or whatever. There's no way you, it'll be that, but it could be two feet between 5 a.m. and time to come home from school, which would mess well, up true. buses and everything. That's true. Yeah, and I think they, like, I was hoping that they could at least get a half day in, but it's supposed to be, they said at the very beginning of the storm, it, it's supposed to be, like, snowing two to three inches an hour, so I don't think for the high Ooh. school level anyway, they want to let all the kids out, you know, okay, go drive home. That, that I really wouldn't be Ooh, comfortable yeah, that with that be. anyway. So. No. Just as well. No. Oh, well, Melinda, you like having the boys home underfoot while you're working, don't you? Oh, yeah, I love that during tax season. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But then I got a call from NSTAR. Did NSTAR call you today, Moody? I got a call from NSTAR saying that that? there's going to be power outages. So I was like, oh, great. You're you're calling me ahead of time to tell me that the power's going out. Thank you so much. (laughs) At least if the power does go out. We can put all of our stuff outside, unlike when yeah, it went out yeah. this summer and we're sitting there going, oh, shit, I can't the open house the fridge. cold enough that you won't have to worry about it. But I, actually, I kind of hope if it does go out, then, it's, then I'll be guilt-free for the fact that I'm not working. There you uh, go. Because I won't be able to work with them all here anyway. So Does that mean you get an extension on your taxes? No, because she's the one that's doing other people's taxes. <laughs> Well, yeah. what about the yeah. other people who are having Melinda do her taxes? If, like, the power goes out for, like, a week, do they, like... A week? Oh, please, God. Don't let it, go for a week. <laughs> it will, because I don't want that either. <laughs> oh, you are in so much trouble, Mooney, if the power goes out for a couple of days. <laughs> We're going to have to get poor Melinda. Melinda, did you stock up on this special hot chocolate? No, the the cider, the special cider. Oh, that's right, the special cider. Yeah, uh, I uh, actually, no, I didn't. I didn't even think of it. Uh-oh. Let's, let's hope this doesn't happen again. <laughs> I'll have to go bring my parents down here, and uh, I, the only way that I can survive them being here, God, God help me, is to give them my special cider. I love, oh, that you I give, this story. I love that you give <laughs> yeah. them the special cider and you don't drink the special cider. I'm drunk. <laughs> Dang it. I don't have any booze. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have to either hurry the podcast the up. Store today. You're or... not supposed to go to the grocery store before you go to the packing, honey. 
I can see yeah, it that, now. That, that's part of Blizzarding 101 in New England. Oh, and they, no, I was surprised to discover they sell gro- uh, the booze at the um, Big Y. I didn't know grocery stores could do that. Oh, they do in California. No, apparently they do here, too. No, they don't. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what you're, they're not supposed to. I swear to God, there's well, a show. Well, it depends on what kind of booze. In our, in our Big Y. Because my grocery stores sell beer and mics and wine, but hard liquor you can't get in anything but a liquor store. Yeah, no, we're not even, we're not supposed to have any of it um, in a grocery store. Okay. I uh-huh. swear there is. I had to go look twice. <laughs> that That's weird. I don't know. Uh-oh. Maybe somebody's having creative stocking or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Keep it quiet and keep going there. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say it on the right. podcast. You'll get him in trouble. <laughs> oh, I have a door story. Okay. So my roommate um, has a, how shall I put this? A friend come over mm-hmm. and they went out dancing because they go to dance class together. Um, yeah. I can make so many euphemisms right now. But anyway, um, the point being that they came back at like 1 o'clock Saturday morning. And there's all kinds of banging. And I'm just thinking, you know, it's the wind because the wind has been, you know, banging the doors because it doesn't shut all the way. Well, it turns out that we've got a storm door that got the bottom part of the door got stuck into the door frame. Mm -hmm. So the door doesn't open. (laughs) Oops. So... I had to take the screen out of the storm door so that we could spend the next three days climbing through the open hole where the screen <laughs> is on the storm door because he's too lazy to fix the thing. And you couldn't just sit down on the ground and kick the door loose. I did. We both kicked it and it didn't do anything. Okay. And there was, there was a whole lot of kicking. I'm surprised the neighbors weren't like, shut up because <laughs> it was like one in the morning. And so We've been having to go in and out of this hole in the door, and thank God I'm not a boy because my legs are just long enough that I can go out it without hurting myself because the other side of the door outside is about four inches lower below. Yeah, <laughs> lower than. So I'm I'm just like, oh, this could have been bad. And of course, I'm, I've got you know half of me in the door because I'm reaching to like grab the garbage or something. And our neighbors walk by and I'm like, thank God I am not like going in the door right now and getting near the <laughs> What are you doing? I'm like, I swear I live here. I can prove, well, I can't prove it because I don't have any utilities in my name, but I swear I live here. So it's, uh-huh. it's been a fun few days. So take my well, number so, so it's that you can get deep enough that you're going to have no problem getting in and out of that door. <laughs> the problem is that she's going to have to burrow in and out of that door. <laughs> Yep, yep, yeah, because yep. we don't have a screen to keep this. Oh God! So we've currently got a hole in, by the front door, so it's gonna like trap between. Yeah, the you better put the screen back in before the snow starts. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, more using no. the door. You guys are just gonna have to be trapped in the building. You're gonna be oh, trapped no. in anyway. It's not. It, they said it's gonna be complete whiteout tomorrow. So 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 oh. just yeah, don't go anywhere. There you go. Well, the non-essential personnel don't have to go, but apparently, like the the cleaning staff and stuff have to go tomorrow to school. Yeah, most people say if it's too dangerous to drive, stay home. Right. Yeah, even so, Governor Baker, I think, said, you know, if you don't have to be on the roads tomorrow, don't. 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be in one of those accidents like that one a couple of days ago that had like 50 cars in it. Yeah. That was awful. I don't even know if it was a couple of days ago because I don't see the news very often, but I did catch something about it. Oof. Not Ooh, fun. Yeah. yeah, we've had our share of, of snow. I sent Ryan a message earlier and said, you guys surviving the storm, and he hasn't answered me back, so maybe they're all frozen. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Either that or the power's out. Oh, that could be. No, because it'll send to his watch. <laughs> it, sends, it sends to his Apple Watch, and then I get these funky things that come back. It's really Are you fun. talking to Ryan? Yeah. Oh, I thought I saw a post that he was going to Market Basket or something, and I was like, oh, my God, he's never going to get out of there alive. Oh, no. that's probably where he is that he's at Market Basket. <laughs> he loves that you place. You me to go to a food store right now. <laughs> uh-uh. No, oh. I saw pictures. It's insane. I was surprised at how few people there were at the grocery store today. And then, of course, it's spring break. So that all of the um, uh, what's the word? Kids. The, the the dorm the dorm cafe area thing mm-hmm. are all closed. So I think they're rearranging things because if they get snowed in and can't go anywhere, you know, they've got nothing to eat unless they were smart and stocked up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this could be bad. This could be very bad. Well, my Maybe just for a day. My mom's going my mom and brother are going out to my uncle's house to clean out the house and try to find the paperwork for the vehicles and all of that stuff this week oh yeah and so i've already informed work that normally i'm here on time if i'm more than 15 minutes late send the search party the chickens have attacked <laughs> oh dear they think i'm funny but as much rain as we've had it's slippery yeah like it falls so oh. easily and be trapped oh, yeah. outside somewhere and then, of course, Ryan sent me the picture about the Oregon guy, or maybe it was Washington, I can't remember, who went out to feed his pigs, and then they he, they noticed that he hadn't come back, so they went out looking for him, and all they found were his dentures. He'd fallen down oh, in the pig God. pen, and they ate him. Oh, so, my God. I don't think the chickens will do that, but, you know. No, they don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Thankfully, we don't have pigs. We're good. Have you found that on a Criminal Minds episode once, actually? Yeah, this happened right before Ryan and Danielle came, the one time that they came out here. And for some reason, that article popped back up. What was that, Mooney? I do remember hearing that if you, like, kill somebody, go feed them to the pigs. But Mm -hmm. did uh, did the bobcat come back? Haven't seen the bobcat, but because we're on daylight savings now, I have to open up the chicken coop while it's still dark. So... Mm -hmm. We have a good chance, and with Mom leaving, I can't not open it because then I'm gone all day. So we'll see what happens. Why haven't they canceled that yet? I don't know. I know. They like watching us suffer. So, yeah, we should we should get going just because we're all going to be tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I believe we are starting on Chapter 19. This is not it. Yeah. Uh, chapter 19. Swimming Buddies. Swimming Buddies. All right. This is my favorite chapter. I like this yep. one. Yeah. All right. Let, let's see if I can start this thing. Unless you want to start it, Scott. You started our I lap. can, sure. There's something weird going on. I'm... Oh, my. We need search and rescue for Skype. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. <laughs> You've got three now. <laughs> <laughs> What have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. I... You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chamber? <laughs> Can you do that again? That's awesome. <laughs> Who dares enter my chambers? <laughs> Save yeah. that for something. It totally needs to be cute. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced thought. <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. Google food is always useful. Okay, Google food. I I was having fun. Well, that's always good, too. We're not fun anymore? You're a different kind of fun. You don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I was going to say, I don't want to know what kind of fun (laughs) you were having. (laughs) And that's all we're going to say about that, because... (laughs) Because we don't want to know what you were doing. Now you're just making it seem even worse. <laughs> you are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state, that's all. Doing the Ryan thing. Oh, did you want to hear my stupid story? Yes. <laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, do I have a story for you? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Master's office, and Albus says, Good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were slightly off topic. Off topic? Us? Never. Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How dare you? I know. We're in depth when we're not off topic. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. And gave you some big brass balls. Well, you know, we have to have balls. That's what we do. I so I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles. <laughs> okay. I hate being responsible. Welcome to Potterpick Weekly, everybody, the original podcast in the Potterpick Weekly family of podcasts where we talk about Harry Potter fan fiction. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Melinda. And I'm Mooney. And this week we are on our, what is it now, third or fourth episode? Third, uh, fourth, I believe. Third, yeah. I don't know. Uh, One of those numbers of Prisoners by Whitetail, which you can find on potionsandsnitches.org. We will have a link for you in the show notes. And we're starting with Chapter 19, Swimming Buddies. This is the fourth, because I've got three already in the can. Alrighty, there you go. And they are having the opposite problem to all of us. It is really hot, apparently. <laughs> I'm so hot, Harry says. He's hot. I love that he's flopped down on the kitchen floor, hoping the tiles would be somewhat cool. Mm-hmm. I found I that. Sounds here. reasonable to me. With a blanket over my shoulders, shivering. (laughs) (laughs) Snape says, take a cold bath. And Harry hates cold baths. He's like, "Ah, no way. I hate him. Then Snape says, just ask Hermione to take you swimming. He's like, I can do that? (laughs) (laughs) He's at the ocean and that's a shock. Yeah, but he's not been allowed to go in the water. So this is really the first time he's been allowed. And there's a life jacket for him. 
I had to laugh at that. I, I have to admit, I mean, New Englander, born and raised here on the beach my whole life. And it's like, you need a life jacket when you go on a boat or yeah. if you go in current riding or, but, but just to go off the beach, that just made me laugh. And laugh. I was like, what? Yeah. A four-year-old. Yeah. I, on the beach though. I mean, it's the beach. Yeah. I, I, I it just know. depends on life jacket on my kids at the beach. I, I mean, on the boat, definitely, but, but not just. Not on the, the beach. It depends on what kind of currents there are. If there's Hermione, like riptides and stuff. You assume Hermione's a swimmer. She's been vacationing, you know, every summer she went somewhere with her parents. So you mm-hmm. assume she wouldn't mm-hmm. know how to swim. So it wasn't like he was out there even with other little kids. Right. True. So it, but it, it, still, I mean, I mean, I don't know. No. So funny life jacket story. I was in D.C. It was summer. We were going like on a boat ride or something down the river. And... They insisted that we have life jackets on naturally because we were going to like, oh, we were going kayaking. That's what we were doing. Oh, yeah. You got to wear it when you go kayaking. Yeah, that that, that, that makes sense. Well, the problem was that I'm very small. I'm about the size of an average child, basically, because I'm short and, you know, skinny and all that. So the ones that fit me best were the kitty life jackets because the adult ones, you the, the little flappy part, like they, they wouldn't sh- touch my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it would, like, come up to my ears, and it really wasn't doing me any good. If I were to, like, fall overboard, I'd be, like, you know, I'd probably drown or something. <laughs> um, you know, it, it wouldn't do me any good. And I get to the line, and the lifeguard or whatever starts arguing with me about not wearing a kid life jacket. And I'm like, do you not see how freaking small I am? Like, for safety's sake, you want me in one of these. They refuse to let me on unless I go and went and but changed. Because because you weigh more than an average child would, and it goes by yeah. weight as well. Light life jackets go by weight, not not mm-hmm. size. Well, it depends. I know kids that weigh more than I do. Yeah, most most kids are fairly light, but I love that there's this old Muggle life jacket, and and I like Harry, who's like after the second task, I wouldn't go swimming without one. <laughs> it's just yeah. called Dobby and that always gillyweed. I can't imagine Petunia ever teaching Harry how to swim. No. So how did Harry know how to swim in the second task? I don't know that he did. Did they learn in school? He dog paddled it and and the gillyweed gave him, I don't know. Gillyweed just maybe. I feel like it is sort of part of the gillyweed. I I would think Petunia would hope that he would drown more than anything. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) did they not teach you in school how to swim in the UK? We didn't learn in school. We had to take separate lessons. Yeah. I, they taught, well, they sort of taught us how to swim because they, we had gym class and, and, oh God, it was cold. It was so cold. You had a pool at your school? In high school, yeah. Middle, no, middle school, we went to the high school pool. Really? High school, high school, see, my, my high school didn't have a pool. The kids, but well, we had a swim they team don't have was a... part of it. We had a swim team was part of it. Oh, and... there's a swim team, but you have to go to a, a local gym to, in order to use nope. their pool. They, That's they where they have to go. Yeah. Oh wow! No, we didn't. Uh, we didn't have that. Well, because in Japan, every elementary school has a pool, and you—it's like mandatory that you learn how to swim. You have like swimming tests and stuff. But hmm. I didn't know you didn't. Oh yeah, I just assumed everybody and I did. Know, I remember asking about a pool. You know, pools in yards. When uh, on one of the fix, I asked one of my Brit pickers. But I guess it's not even all that common that that, that you have a pool in your yard unless you're somebody very wealthy there. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I agree, Melinda. There's no way Petunia would give him lessons unless oh. unless there was a way where they were shamed into it because, oh, well, 
you know, how come you're not taking your other son or whatever? But she wouldn't do it voluntarily, Mm-mm. get him lessons. Uh-oh. And I've seen him where he, like, swims a little bit at the burrow, but he's always really hesitant. And then Ron teaches yeah. him how to swim. So maybe that just happens and we just don't know about it. Yes, that would make sense. Or maybe he practiced in the prefect's bathtub. That's true. Morning Myrtle gave him a few pointers and taught him how to swim. Oh, God. They did know they were going beneath the water, so he might have done that while he was frantically researching things mm-hmm. about oh. having to breathe. But I feel like I remember some like throwaway passage in him eating the gillyweed about how natural it was. Yeah. Like that everything got so much easier now that he had the, you know, gills and flipper hands and and such. Yeah. But I don't really remember for sure. So they used the room of requirement (laughs) to swim. Sure. You could probably do that. They didn't even know about the room of requirement. Oh, yeah. All right. So he goes up and he gets his stuff. And Snape's trying to read a letter from Dumbledore, and he's, like, getting exasperated. And so then pretty soon here comes Harry back downstairs. I can't get the zippers and buckles and everything. He's like, oh, I'm here. And poor Snape. I mean, this is good for Snape's dexterity and stuff. Yeah. He's Yeah. And Harry even notices that his hands are getting better. And then Hermione comes in and calls him Severus. <laughs> and Harry's like, Severus? Severus? Is she allowed to call you that? <gasps> I don't mind. In a stage whisper, I can just mm-hmm. picture that whole scene. I thought that was really amusing. And then, like, any any typical little kid, as soon as he finds it, then he just keeps saying it over and over and over. Yeah. See, made me laugh. Severus, Severus, Severus. <laughs> Bye, Severus. Okay, Severus. Gonna be, see you later, Severus. Have fun, Severus. <laughs> yeah. And Snape oh. can only laugh under his breath after Harry leaves because he doesn't want to not. see. I mean, that, just imagining that is really cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just adorable. Mm-hmm. I feel like stage whisper is the only way little kids know how to whisper. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. We used to yeah. get into so much trouble because my cousin, who is five years younger, was five years younger and didn't know how to do it. Oh. <laughs> it was bad. Kept failing his stealth checks. Yes. <laughs> yep. I remember a story. I don't remember which year it was, but at some point the three of us decided we were going to surprise mom and dad for Easter and we were going to like get them things and bring them stuff in their room. And we were down the hall going, okay, we've got to be really quiet. So mom and dad don't wake up. And of course they woke up. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Just before we started tonight. So I sent you the message and said, real ready. And Scott said, I need a minute. And I said, okay. And about that time I heard this across the roof. And I'm like, Oh, dear. What in the world? So I went out, because I knew you guys would be a minute, and I went out, and I said, Maggie! And pretty soon I get this little face. <laughs> so I sent my mom a text and said, if you can't find the cat, she's on top of my apartment. <laughs> she's such a brat. Mom said that they, she said they're so destructive, and I said, what? Because we're cleaning, because my aunt's coming. So they broke this wooden hand that belonged to my great-grandfather that pretty much says, keep your paws off my stuff (laughs) that mom has on her desk. They broke several pictures. They tore down the curtains and bent the curtain rod. 
Like, what in the world are they doing up there? And she said, hunting bugs. I said, oh, yeah, that'll do it. It's box elder season right now, and we are swarming in bugs. This morning or last night, in the middle of the night, I could feel something crawling on me, and I was like, oh, you know, try to fight it. There's a ladybug. The ladybugs are also hatching, and they swarm my bedroom. It's awful. Yeah, boy. Well, on that note, you now I'm squirming. (laughs) Anybody want to come visit Morgan now? No. (laughs) I I don't mind. I didn't notice any of them when I was there, but yeah, I told my mom they keep coming in winter. I said, uh, hopefully Aunt Bev will be used enough to bugs that these these won't bother her too much. And she's like, yeah, she's coming from Florida. They're worse in Florida. I said, yeah, I think we're good. But anyway, Harry and Hermione. Rush off into the ocean and have a great time splashing each other and getting each other wet. Mm-hmm. And Harry decides she can't get him wet if he dunks himself completely under the water. So, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it worked. I, I thought it was actually pretty clever of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they hear incoming. <laughs> I said for a minute, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I picture this in a cannonball. I love this. I was so happy to see Ron there. I wish mm-hmm. he would have just stayed with them. I think I would read an entire fic of of little Harry with just Ron and Hermione stuck at the beach. I just was. I well, love this town. Mm-hmm. Earworms. What earworms? Well, Start writing, Melinda. Start writing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I already did my. Uh, yeah, you little did your, your little yeah, Harry. I'm good. <laughs> I would love to see one where little Harry stays at the Dursleys and see how Dudley in particular reacts to oh, little don't Harry. Oh, do that to him again. That's mean. <laughs> well, I don't know, though. I mean, with such an age difference. No, he's mean. Oh, Woody? Okay. I don't know. If Depends it was, on what point Dudley is when this happens. after Dementor Dudley. Yeah. True. After Dementor. Yeah, maybe. But but still, Vernon and Petunia never going to warm up. No, no, no. That, that's no. true. Don't do that to Harry. You have to do it when they've won a vacation to Mallorca or something, and Dudley has to stay behind to take care of Harry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hmm. Although he probably wouldn't enjoy that either. No. So who knows? <laughs> then he'd torture Harry for sure. But I, I liked having Ron there. And I think it was good for Hermione, too, mm-hmm. to just have you know, someone her own age to chat with. And I, I, uh, I wished he could have stayed longer. I liked having him there. Yeah. Yeah. I I love watching them try to explain how different Snape is. Yeah. Ron wasn't buying it at all. No. Which I think in my heart I'm I'm closer to Ron mm-hmm. thinking wise with where Snape is concerned. So I uh I always uh It helps Ron. the story that Ron is as skeptical as he is because yes. Yes. it wouldn't make sense for him to be, Oh, okay, okay, Snape's nice now. I guess that's just how it is. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He doesn't have the experience of the transition that the other two have. And, you know, even as we get farther into this story, I think in either the end of this week or in next week's chapters, there's bits where I think it's gone a little past what's believable with Snape. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but yeah. this was a good a scene. Oh, yeah. I liked this. Like I said, this story is what is the one I found that I could, because there was a reason why he's so different, but, but Canon Snape, like I'm always amazed at, at, at the readers of certain fics who are Snape fans, but they, they truly believe that Snape should be the one to be, to, to, to raise Harry. And I'd be like, no, seriously. I'm like, wait, what? Because in Canon, they hate each other. 
And mm-hmm. it just, the, the, he's a good guy, but he's not a nice guy. No matter how much you like him, he's, he's petty and vindictive. And, and it's just, I, I, I always have trouble with, it's like some of these stories are nice, but they're stories. They're not really what he's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. good Lord, having him as a head of house would be bad enough. <laughs> well, and yeah. It, Although I've seen somewhere that works out well because that's the catalyst that makes him go, what? Potter's a Slytherin? What? He's mm-hmm. not like Potter? That's weird. And then it sort of works out from there. But even so. <laughs> yeah. Without the having the, the two things that we have in this story, without having Snape being tortured and broken and Harry basically being broken and young, so that Snape can kind of see Harry not as his father, then it wouldn't work because mm-hmm. Snape has to have that transformation and, and Snape has to be broken in order for to be and, able and to both, pay attention to both it. in this fic, the way the reason I think it works so well is they're both even though they're both still Harry and Snape, they're both different. Circumstances mm-hmm. have made them both different. Yeah, very mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So it works so. as well in the one we did last season where Harry takes care of Snape's injured bat form. The bat form, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that get, gives Snape a chance to see Harry how he is when he's not around Snape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Harry didn't know that it was Snape. No. Mm-hmm. Harry had no idea. So he was just Snape. more himself rather than being on guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. he gets to see Harry with his walls down, which is what this does as well. He's Uh-oh, forced to take his down. walls down because he's four and they don't have any. There you back. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting really confused because I'm listening to the podcast in the beginning, so I'm doing a year like none other right now. And I can't <laughs> I can't keep things straight and I'm getting so lost and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah Ward Cleaver Snape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, and then what, I love... What really, Go ahead. What's really throwing me is the year like another, Ron is flipping out about the fact that Harry lives with Snape and all that stuff. And here he's just like, la, 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 okay, mm-hmm. you know. So Ron is mm-hmm. acting like a canon Ron would. Sure. Well, may, I don't know. I think Canon Ron would be a combination of the two. I, I think this Ron yeah, the, these takes are it a little too on the, well. Either sides of the real yeah. world. But I mean, he the circumstances are very different in the yeah, two stories. Right. Too. So, so. protective by nature. I don't think he'd let go all that quickly of all the nastiness that, that Snape has heaped no. on. Mm-hmm. I, he'd be suspecting something else was going on. I, I, I well, totally see that. Yeah. And, you know, in this one, he doesn't, he's not there long enough and he really doesn't believe him. So, I mean, they're like saying, oh yeah, he's fun. And they're like, yeah, I know, I know Snape mate. He's not fun. There's no way. (laughs) And they're there and then they're gone. So even though he hears about it, he doesn't necessarily believe it, but there's not a whole lot he can do about it because he's not of age and he can't like take Harry with him, nor can he stay there. So it's kind of this, yeah, okay, well, let's agree to disagree, mate. And and, uh, I'm going to still be thinking about you and having my mom keep an eye on you and do all those things. Make sure you write if Snape does anything weird. Mm -hmm. Instead of don't let the muggles get you down, it's don't let Snape get you down. Don't let Snape get you down. (laughs) Yeah. 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 
So he he grabs Harry around the waist and he's like, gotcha! And Harry's like, hey! And he says, Bill used to do this. Do you trust me? And Harry's like, oh yeah. And so he throws him. One, three, two, one. Wow! <laughs> throws him up in there and Harry falls and breaks the... And Hermione's just horrified. <laughs> I would be too. Hermione Ron has at least told him to hold his breath first. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think he quite gets a chance to. No, he does. He he. Oh, does he? He okay. says that he's prepared enough to for it. And you know, little kids love this. But now he's going to just have to do it a little bit like that. Absolutely, sure. anything that tosses them around, they yeah. love, and they will again, 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 again. Yeah. Do it again, do it again, please, Ron. Yeah. Until Ron's so to tired. To the point that you're sitting there like, oh my god, why did I have a show on this? <laughs> yeah. Why did I start this again? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're both good with kids, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Hermione is as, as good with I kids was as too, she is because yeah. she's an only child. But right. Not that Ron has a lot of experience with people younger than him. Still. Too, that, True, but yeah. Ron at least has had older kids to, to yeah, work he's, with. He's him. modeling you know, he on knows, Bill in this yeah. case. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then even at the wedding, we saw that there was a whole bunch of. Cousin. I'm going to mute this for a second. Okay, just one second. Please. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cousins and things. Yeah. I mean, I can apparently deal with children a lot better than I think I can. You know, I've got a friend who's got a three-year-old okay. that is terrifying as it is. My son just walked by rolling the vacuum cleaner down into the basement. And I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Just vacuuming off the pool table. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing, Mom. Why do you ask? the story going on here yeah <laughs> okay sorry about that <laughs> no problem talking about you know being good with kids i don't yeah. think melinda's this particular son is a kid anymore that's true well, that's true he's 16, but, uh... i don't know how good i would be with kids i've you know i've interacted with my cousin a little bit but we live in different cities so i keep you know missing four or five years in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I, well, I think Ron, too, I mean, from Deathly Hollows, oh, Half Lapoons, when they had the wedding, remember they had all those cousins that were all of a sudden all there? So you just assume that, that growing up, Ron, even though we don't see them at Hogwarts, that there was a big extended family. Mm-hmm. So he might have yeah. been around little cousins at that point, too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, and I know how to deal with kids so like like play with them, but if they're, like, throwing a fit, I just feel like I don't know what to do. I. <laughs> but I think they don't throw a fit so much is with other kids you know that's more of an adult thing when they're with especially like when my kids were younger they all if there was an older kid around that's exactly who they'd make it they, they all kids like oh yeah kids that are older than them mm-hmm. and ron is basically a big kid so i can i can oh, see yeah, they just flock yeah. to him yeah the, the and i like when cousin when um ron was saying that that something what was he say all right i know but she didn't want me to mention it why harry mm-hmm. asked plainfully looking up at ron as he bobbed up and down because ron said it's a cute little scene because <laughs> yeah. harry wants to know why molly wanted to come and, and ron's pretending like he doesn't know so then they decide to go over and uh go through the the tide pools that sounds yeah. like a lot of fun that's very and cool. we find I'm out that what they're doing is setting up Harry's birthday party. Mm-hmm. He hasn't ever had one before. 
So he hasn't. No, no he's never had until Half Blood Prince. I think is where he gets his first one, isn't that something mm-hmm. like something that? like that? Oh, I mean, he's, right. He's because... gotten presents from them at Hogwarts or at at the Dursleys, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he's um, never actually had a birthday, a party. Oh, this is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little Harry. And you want to send a little four-year-old back to them? <laughs> <laughs> I did. <guess. laughs> I'm teasing you, Moody. I, I, I love that, uh, you know, they're trying to decide who to bring, who to invite. Well, we'll bring the Weasley clan and, and Hagrid and Remus. If that's okay, if you don't mind Remus coming, and Sam's like, yeah, Remus is fine. And, you know. It, I'll endure for one party. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to, I guess. Yeah. And then he confides in her about going and visiting Aunt Petunia. And he says, I was able to apparate. And she's like, congratulations. And he's like, thank you. But wait, let's get back on topic here. I love the image of the two of them conspiring mm-hmm. against Aunt Petunia, quite honestly. I can't think of two people I'd like more to have a confrontation with Petunia than oh, yeah. Molly teamed up. I think that would be a formidable oh. team. Mm-hmm. Although I might throw the twins in there, too. <laughs> well, they already got their revenge on Dudley. That's true. true. Yeah. Well, and I think back to Melinda's fic where all but Molly got their revenge on them. So Ugh. without using a stitch of magic. Although I suppose yeah, the permanent Ma- I sticking charm. Molly in there. She, 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 she couldn't have controlled herself. No. She would have gotten Molly in trouble. Yep. Yeah. She would have. <laughs> And, you know, oh, there's well, other stories. No using magic. And then Molly comes in and like, <laughs> not my Harry, you bitch. Oh, but see, that's kind of a little plot line that it would take over the whole rest of the story. If Molly, it, yeah. it would just kind of expand all on its own. So you could write your whole story just with Molly confronting Petunia rather than yeah, trying yeah. to fit it into another story. <clears throat> and that oh, probably it'd be fun to watch. I've seen though. some good ones with McGonagall, too. Mm-hmm. I like the ones where they just put in is is it Dangerverse or something like that where they just sort of leave it so that every time she cleans she it still looks dirty or still feels dirty and and all these different yeah, things it? and it just makes you know it's one of those things where nothing nothing just really works right anymore. Yeah, the Dangerverse one they just sort of curse them with bad luck, but yeah. Yeah. But I have seen that one, too. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. So they're conspiring now that Harry will not be going back to the Dursleys. And Molly says she'd take him in a heartbeat, but she knows that Severus wants him to stay. And he's like, I didn't say, but I would miss him. I, 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 I am not made though, of stone. <laughs> I, I like, like I said, I like this story, but, but I still, I, I did cringe a little bit at that part because... It's just a bit of a stretch to me that 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 Harry would choose, even though he's had a nice summer with Snape, mm-hmm. that he would choose to stay there over the Weasleys, unless he thought it was for the Weasleys' own protection. I could see him easily doing that to protect oh, yeah. them. But you can't. It's like, yeah, he he's been nice, and and I believe in his redemption in this story, completely hook, line, and sinker. And I think Harry's a very forgiving person, but 
Yeah, it seems like a large relationship to form over this amount of time. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that erases the people like the Weasleys who've who've been there all along. Right. Do you know what I mean? It it just bothered me a little bit. Yeah. I could have seen, like, um, if it depends on what kind of beach this is, but, you know, if there are little houses like this all down the coast, I could see, like, Harry and Hermione get the next one over and come visit Snape a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and I you know, I agree. If it was a choice between Snape and the Weasleys, he'd pick the Weasleys. Unless oh, yeah. you no. said, like you said it, it, he thought there was danger. But that's not how this story goes. So Right. I I I, I struggle with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they're planning a surprise birthday party and Ron and Hermione and Harry are spending a half an hour wandering through the tidal pools. And, of course, Hermione knows all the magical plants because she read that book. (laughs) Probably after they realized the gillyweed was in it and they should have read it in the first place. (laughs) No, it's a different different book. That's... Mm -hmm. That, that was all right. I'm going back to canon again, but that was actually the, one of the things that I liked the way the movie did it better than the way the books did was just the, to yeah. have Neville be the one to turn Harry. I I, I, I like they that. had Moody's plan I or Coach Junior's plan work out a little bit better on that point. Yeah, right. That's mm-hmm. that's what he had planned to have happen, and then they just never asked they, Neville about it. <laughs> Of course they didn't. Which, you know, makes sense for them as characters as well. But Yeah, it for teenage boys in general. They, mm-hmm. they, they can be a little, they can be more than a little oblivious. But still, I like that. <laughs> more than a little. Mm, yeah. Not limited <laughs> to teenagers either. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? I have been oblivious on more than one occasion. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I wish my preschoolers were a little more oblivious. <laughs> I had yeah. one come in today and say, my grandma told me that if that boy bothers me, I'm to punch him as hard as I can. And I oh said, my. in our school, we use our words, Ugh, these kids. <laughs> and then yeah. at the exact same time, I have kids that are, I knew, I knew better, but you know, they're having so much fun. They're building the blocks and knocking them down and laughing and building the blocks and knocking them down and laughing. And the second last time they knocked him down, what they did was knock one of these great big huge blocks on one kid's forehead. So now I've got this great big bump with an indentation and I gotta get ice for him. So then I had two screaming. Mm. It was a day. Well, we don't even have snow to blame it on. <laughs> yeah, Snape's lucky he doesn't have more than one kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are all talking about a handful. I don't know how I'd be with kids. And I'm like, I know how I'd be with kids. I'd ring them, (laughs) hang them up by their ears. That's what I do with kids. (laughs) This this next scene, Molly is an expert with kids, but she uses one of the the most typical mob lines telling Bill he has to go because Charlie's for dinner and he has to be coming for dinner. He has to clean his room before he gets there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Ron won't care what my room is. Yeah. This reminds me of the scene right before the wedding where Molly's trying to get Ron to clean his room and Ron's all like, Are they having the wedding in my room? No. Who cares? But <laughs> oh. oh. yeah. it's such a typical mom. I mean, Ron probably doesn't care, but I do. It's like, oh 
Uh, and then Harry snickered behind his hand, and, and yeah. Snape gets out his teacher voice. I understand the teacher voice. Harry James Potter, I don't know why you're li- laughing about your room's dirty, too. And he's like, oops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the cute yeah. Oh, dear. This is where we get Ron saying, if Snape's yeah. giving you a bad time, you write to me. And Harry's like, he won't, but I'll write to you anyway. Aw. Yeah. Then we have. But then, unfortunately, they have a bad night mm-hmm. after this really nice day, mm-hmm. and they both have nightmares and wake up and meet each other in the kitchen. And yeah. Harry kind of makes Snape jump out of his skin because he, <laughs> he comes he up there. on him while he's lost in thought about his nightmare. And... Yeah, drinking milk. That's a weird visual. Snape drinking milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Now that you yeah. mention it, actually. <laughs> Uh, and, and the whole reason that she put that in the scene is so that they could both have milk mustaches. But it's just a weird visual. I could see him drinking pumpkin juice. I could see him drinking butterbeer. Yes, but yeah, I, I see milk. Him drinking wine, quite honestly. That's what I picture was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He was, you know, he was muggle raised. He didn't know about milk as a soothing Sort of I thought it was supposed mm-hmm. to be warm milk. Well, and he does talk about that, how when he had nightmares, he used to sneak down to the kitchens for either a glass of hot chocolate or cold milk. So, you know, kind of works that way. But so they they start comparing dreams. Mm-hmm. They both had some rather wacky and interesting ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a That's... wackier one later on. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It was... So going to remember that. I can't remember if it's in this set or the next one because I read all of them, but uh, I was going to say I think uh, she does a good job of making dreams as illogical as they sometimes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, even this one, you know, I was dreaming about Padfoot. He was being chased by Dementors and then the Dementors turned into dog catchers and they were going to take him away and they wanted me to prove it and I didn't have any b- 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 papers. <laughs> Sucked his soul out. <laughs> yeah. So they're dog catchers, but also still dementors. <laughs> yeah. It's a little weird. And then. Yeah, but, but obviously Harry's mind is still heavily on Sirius just by mm-hmm. the, 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 that dream. Yeah, that's been his whole sort of the driving force behind yeah. this whole thing. Trying to get the, those feelings out, and he mm-hmm. just still have done. And then. I liked the, yep, sorry to head. I was going just going to say Snape says his dream was about a friend of his and then sort of Harry wants to know who just because he's a curious kid and Snape has to think about whether he's actually going to say and then he admits it was Lily Mm -hmm. and Harry's shocked that Snape knew his mummy and they get to Snape telling stories about her. I thought she did a really good job with it. You know, he didn't give too much information for a little kid, but enough to satisfied by his curiosity. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he tells him a few stories, which just makes Harry's day because, and then we get to a part where I had a little bit of trouble. Let's see. I'm not quite sure there. So Snape says he'll go back. Oh, so Snape says, well, you better, you know, go to the bathroom first. And Harry's like, thinks about it a minute. He's like, yeah, I do have to go. So Harry goes in and goes to the bathroom and he comes out and now, and then Snape's like, well, you had milk too. You better go potty. And Snape's like, well, I'll go later, but let's get you tucked in first. And so they, 
And it to me, this sounds like Snape walked him upstairs and tucked him in. Did, did you guys get that as well? Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't know where else they would put him, but yeah. Okay. Because in the next cup, in the next chapter, he's still having trouble getting up and down the stairs, and it's something that he really doesn't want to do. But in this scene, that oh yeah, it's a, oh, it just glides right oh, yeah. over it, and that sort of threw me out. And I was listening to it, so I was like, did I miss something? But I'm I'm re-looking at it now, and I and so that was just kind of this weird little. Yeah, I missed that completely because I'll, all I could think of reading the end when, you know, Snape was like, I think I'm a little old for that. And Harris, you know, well, I thought I was too, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was just so funny. All I could picture was, 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 was Snape, like classroom Snape turning this round on teenage Harry. And I was imagining, oh my God, he would torment him so bad over this. And oh, that's yeah. where my mind went on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor kid. <laughs> the thing that's different next chapter is that he hasn't gone up the attic stairs before. He can make it up the regular stairs okay, but the attic stairs are different. They're steeper and narrower and uh, more rickety. It's like a pull-down staircase. Yeah, so that's what he's having a lot of trouble psyching himself up to. Yeah, but there's other times where he needs to go up to Harry's room that he's still having trouble. So it just, yeah, it just sort of, Threw me out just a little bit. It wasn't awful, but it, it was enough to make me question whether or not I had missed something in mm-hmm. an earlier in the earlier chapter. So we it's have understandable. Uh, the next chapter is the unexpected visitor, and Hermione comes down and pretty much says, "My parents' funeral is today. I need to go at one thirty. And I love that Snape oh, offers Hermione. to go with her because. You know, he says nobody should have to go by themselves. And she wants to know if he had somebody with him for his parents. And he said, yeah, Lily went with him. That's good. I don't quite understand, though, like, why isn't Ron or or one of the Weasleys going with her? Yeah. I didn't think of that. (laughs) Oops. They they didn't tell me that, that. going alone uh, like why would they yeah. i don't know even if it was just ron just somebody would have gone with her maybe she doesn't feel like they can be muggle enough i don't know oh but, so they yeah. said yeah, ron Fox and moody with her enough. and arthur would can you imagine arthur <laughs> even though oh my so God, inappropriate yes. he would be so over the top okay i can i can go with that <laughs> but jimmy could have held it together mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's true and she does say that she's pretty close with Tonks, so she's kind of cool with Tonks going. But yeah. I, I do agree that she would have been better off with someone closer to her. I mean, yeah. Harry would have been ideal, but there was no way Harry could go. And right. at this point in the story, Snape would have been ideal as well, just because. But it's, you know, she says, well, Harry wouldn't do well without you, and there's no way you can take yeah, Harry. So even that. Mrs. Weasley could have stayed with Harry for a little mm-hmm. while. And, I did and think that. Go. But I think it was more because it wouldn't have been any more safe, safe for Snape to go. Do you know what I mm-hmm. that, that I'm assuming this was for his protection more than, than anything to not right. let him yeah, go. Could be. And we wouldn't have had this wonderful, wonderful play scene that comes up while oh, Hermione yeah. <laughs> is gone and Snape and Harry are left alone to their own devices, these two children, Snape and Harry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there, uh, so, and this is where he goes up to the bedroom. So he's doing the, the sewing card. He can't do it anymore. He's had enough of the sewing card. So he walks over to the bottom of the stairs and he slowly begins to go up them. It's easier now than it used to be, but he's still out of breath by the time he gets to the top. 
and he mm. needs a minute to catch his breath. And then he goes and says, do you want to play a game of catch? And Harry says, well, can buttons come too? All right, yeah, we'll roll the ball to him, which I thought was very sweet of Severus to want to play with the cat too. Oh, is that who Buttons was? No, Buttons is the lion. Is the stuffed lion. lion. Stuffed lion. lion. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hermione gets ready. They finish off their game of catch, and then Hermione's ready to go. Mm -hmm. She decides not to tell Harry where she's going because she doesn't want to interrupt his fun day. Mm -hmm. But I actually liked the scene where Harry eventually asks Snape, you know, well, where's Hermione? And so right. he he says that the her parents' funeral, and and he was like, but you know, why didn't she tell me? And it's, I, I I wanted to go with her. Yeah, I um, wanted to be there for her. And and he was just he's a Dumbledore, you know, didn't think it was secure enough. And Harry was like, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. But Snape's response was, I know. And all I could think of was like, Canon Snape would just well, sometimes life's not fair. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I thought that was real progression on Snape's part in that, yeah. that one scene. Yeah. And Harry says, you know, that's the first time somebody's not said life's not fair whenever mm-hmm. he says that. So Yeah, most people do say that to him. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the uh you know the younger he gets almost the the way that it, it not it's not Severus anymore, it's Severus. And it's got this break in it, just the yeah. the kid like way he says it. And, and uh, th- this next section, I will I'll freely. This is the one section that was like I said. I think I even left this in a review to the author at the end of after I read it. That there was only one point in the whole story where I walked away. Mm-hmm. And but I came back because I really did enjoy the story so much. But the one thing that always would make me walk away from any stories like this is it's- any any hint of the word daddy, daddy coming out of Harry's mouth. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Okay. No way on this planet he would say that to no. anybody. He, he doesn't no. have the... He never had James long enough to know what a daddy is, to mm-hmm. say daddy to anyone. It's not no. something that would just slip out because he doesn't know what that is. So right. it, it, it bothered me. Mm-hmm. I knew as soon well, as I Well, she does say in the author's note of this that that was unexpected. It's not something she was planning on having him do. But. Yeah, it just—it it still made me walk away from it for a little while. Mm-hmm. But then okay, they changed names <laughs> to uh, Sir Sandy Pants and Sir Smelly Socks. <laughs> I love uh, those names. <laughs> <laughs> they become knights of the realm with yep. their, and, and Severus has a cloak, a, a cape that is way too short for him. And a rubber chicken as his weapon of choice. <laughs> yes. And just the, the whole the language that the two of them used during this whole thing. Oh. It was just, it would be such a good little kid show. I mean, it was just, it oh. was really cute. I thought this, I love this scene. I thought it was I fun. would love to have seen Alan Rickman do this scene. Yes. Can you oh, my hear goodness. that voice in your head saying some of these lines? Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> And Harry's like, we have to protect our kingdom. Queen Hermione will never forgive us if we let the thieves steal her books. <laughs> That's the big quest, is protect the books. Mm-hmm. Protect Hermione's books. Yes. And for cookies. Oh, Alan Rickman. <laughs> yep. And there. Speaking of whom, did you hear they're doing a uh, Love Actually reunion? No. I did not. They're no. doing a sequel or something, I think. Hmm. That but, but, that'll work. But 
But, but there's the big problem there. <laughs> there is no Alan Rickman to do this with. I know. Oh, I know. Now with the CGI that they're, you know, I think they, they could just put him in there anyway. There you go. So there. I think he'd be harder to imitate than Peter Cushing, though. I don't know. I guess we'll see. That, I figured that's what they're going to have to do with Princess Leia and the, the third Star Wars one, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless they figure out something to do with her in the second. But we'll see. <laughs> I love this this fight. They're they're having this fight and and Snape's dying. Tell mummy I love her. <laughs> and Harry's like, Severus and Giants don't say that when they die. They don't? No. Well what do they say? I just want toast. <laughs> Neither of those seem very plausible for dying giants, but oh well. And of course, I was listening to this on the text reader, so I got, I just want T-O-O-T-O-A-A-S-T, and I'm like, what did that spell? I'm going to have to wait till we podcast so I know what they want, because I have no clue what that just means. You were going to say you were somewhere, you know, when you were listening to this, and you just burst out into laughter. I had no idea what was going on. I was listening very, to them. Very cute scene. Yeah, they really are cute. And now they've got grass. So this and... irks me. I can't. I I just I can't do it. What? What? The 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 snake playing with kids. There's kids stuff. I just I can't do it. <laughs> I'm really freaked out by all of this. To be honest, <laughs> it it I could never really see canon snake this way, but this snake this snake it works. Yeah, it this works snake. with this yeah. snake. Yeah, so <laughs> they're getting on. They're heading over for a glass of lemonade, and all of a sudden, strangers in the yard. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Oh, and here Hermione's okay. great aunt has shown up, and there they are with grass in their hair and does, everything. Does Hermione's great aunt remind anybody else of Aunt Marge? Mm, I was bit. thinking Neville's gran, actually. Oh, yeah, I was too. Reminded me of Aunt Marge. Aunt Marge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can see that. Sands the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I keep having to remind myself, it's like, all right, look, she just came from a funeral too, so she's worked it. You know, I keep having to remind myself, but the first thing it was like, she talks to Hermione like she's four. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else think it was too convenient that Aunt Isabel was a witch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, they just never told each other. And we have poor Harry who's, I gotta pee, get out of the way! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a way to make a good impression. And then Snape, he's four! I know. Hustles in and changes and, and gets a long sleeve shirt to cover up his dark mark, which he managed to keep hidden. Could but you Snape is acting it? almost like, like you'd picture Harry and Ron acting. If, mm-hmm. if McGonagall was going to come and give them an inspection, do you know what I mean? I had, a, oh, yeah. I was yeah. amused by this whole, you know, him trying to fix himself up. <laughs> yeah, and then mm-hmm. trying to fix up Harry. He grabs this wet flannel and Harry's like, I don't want to get my face. Ah, never mind. <laughs> Best behavior, all right? Well, yeah. Tell uh, the famous last words. Best behavior, and then stick him in with a great aunt Isabel, who doesn't like kids. They should be seen and not heard. This is too much like being with the Dursleys again. He's going to... Yeah. Yeah. Oop, I'm sorry, Alex. You can't be under my feet if you don't want to get stepped on, dude. Um, 
And, you know, so they're having tea. And she's like, ah, 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 set the spoon down on the saucer. As Hermione's about. Oh, God, it's like that scene from Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I was the potions professor at Hogwarts. Oh, well, what are you doing now? I hope you're not unemployed. He's like, well, yeah, uh, no, I'm just switching over to be the arithmetic teacher. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was. This is the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, Hermione Hermione always does go for an authority figure. So I was like, but but I kept thinking, why is she putting up with this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she, you know, she's coming back from the funeral. This lady's supposed to be her guardian. And she's never really liked her. We know but that. I don't understand Alex. why Hermione eats. Like, Hermione, this is July, I'm assuming. Hermione mm-hmm. turns 17 in September. Right. So mm-hmm. even if she was decided this isn't what I want and, you know, I'm going to go for emancipation or whatever, it, it, it would take longer to get that in court than before she turned 17 herself. Right. Well, if nobody know, if her muggle family, aside from her parents, doesn't know that she's a witch and therefore of age at 17, they're probably going to wonder what the heck they're going to do with her for the next year. And then have, then having to explain, no, I don't have to worry about, you know, it, it probably. But it seems also, like this great aunt family. Isabel is the only real family that she has left. Mm. So, you know, it, it's a, they could have maybe fudged around it. I don't know. It's a, it's the plot says so. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, and you gotta also pit, you know, she she's lost both parents. This is a, a relative and not only a relative that but she's a witch and how how overwhelmed by everything she mm-hmm. must feel too. So uh Yeah. And so and of course great aunt Isabel is not happy with Tonks' hair and Tonks went fairly mild instead of bubblegum pink, she just did this real nice purplish color mm-hmm. that was very nice, but uh Aunt Isabel <laughs> did not like that at all. Yeah. And then Harry comes in, wants to know how the funeral was, and says, I would have come if I could have. And Aunt Isabel's like, who's this? And she's like, Harry, this is my aunt. Aunt, this is Harry. And I'm waiting for her to say, Potter, this is Harry Potter. And Aunt Isabel to go, oh, my no way. Oh. But they never do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Hermione's smarter than that. Mm-hmm. She yeah, deliberately fine. didn't say That's his last a, name. Yeah. Can you imagine She's in hiding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we have... Them saying, well, Hermione's going to go and live with her. And Harry freaks. And Harry freaks, yeah. Can you, you can't blame him. No. No. And, you know, nobody said anything to him, so he's not prepared for this at all. And yeah. so and so he's, like, up on the chair going, no, you can't. And Isabel's like, sit down, young man. And he's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, you better sit down. You can't. Yeah. He's like, you can't take her away. I don't care. You're just a mean old lady who wants to take my Hermione away and I won't let you. And she pops him on the butt and he bolts. And Snape and Hermione are both like, what did you do? You have no right to do that. And she's like, well, I have every right. He should behave. It reminds me of, and I know I should never, uh, pair kids to dogs but i do it all the time we're at the dog park and this these people came in with the dog and they were really timid and they came in with my dog and another dog that we know really well and who's usually a really good dog but can decide to be kind of rambunctious or or kind of mouthy sometimes if 
if, uh, yeah. you know. So the two dogs sort of started squabbling a little bit. You know how they do just to establish pecking order? Well, instead yeah. of letting them do it, these people freaked out, and they kicked my friend's dog. <gasps> and he Jeez. said... He said, you can't do that. And they're like, your dog's attacking my dog. And he said, no, she's not. They're fine. Leave them alone. And it started again, and they went and hit her do- the dog again. And he was like, "You stop hitting my dog. And they're like, your dog is so vicious. We're calling the cops. And, you know, they spent 20 minutes. We're taking down all your license plates. And we're like, fine, call the police. They know us here. They know our dogs are fine. You can ask anybody in the park. They all, you know. And it was just this. But. You don't lay hands on another person's on child or on another yeah. person's animal unless you're laying hands on the person that's abusing the animal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's not cool. That's just not cool. I uh, I really felt for Snape here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I could completely sympathize with him on this one. You have mm-hmm. no right to do that. No. No matter how upset you are, you have no right to do that. And especially as he's been an abused child. Yeah. But she wouldn't have a right to do that, whether he'd been to abused any or child. Not. No. I, I, the one thing that I wished, and I know it wasn't the point of the story, but I would have liked to have seen a little more of Hermione's reaction when he said, mm-hmm. you know, he's an abused child. Cause that's a, that's a big word that I think they've all danced around for so mm-hmm. long. I, I would have liked a little more from Hermione in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that Hermione has this inkling. She but this to. is the first time where it's actually been boldly stated. Yeah, it's kind of like an elephant in the room, and once it's mm-hmm. out there, it's out there. So I, yeah. I was, and obviously it's not the focus of this story with Hermione's point, point of view, but I really would have liked it in there. I was very mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. So now we have Harry up hiding in his cupboard because that's where Harry goes. Yeah. And Snape comes to the door and asks if he's all right and if he can come in. And then he goes in and sits down. I love these cupboards. They're, they must be pretty good size because... Yeah, they can, uh, can both fit in there. No, it's, it's, a, it's a cute scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, you know, I, I, it seems very, very plausible to me that that's where Harry would go, you know, even though it was an awful place, it was also his safe space. So that's... Uh, yeah. I like that that's where he goes to hide. Type slower, Mooney. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to have to be one of our... Intro clips or something. <laughs> so they, yeah. you know, and he apologizes. I'm so sorry. I should have protected you. I wasn't quick enough. And Harry's like, it's my fault. And he says, no, it's not your fault. She should never have hit you, and neither should your relatives. And Harry's like, you know about that? <laughs> Very tense, you know, just, just like, because uh, I imagine that that's something that's been kept secret for so, mm-hmm. so long, you know, that, that mm-hmm. it's got to be even scarier than than it happening is that you know about this now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the best thing ever that it gets out, but that whole yeah. little piece of it getting out is so terrifying. Yeah. And so he says, I went and saw Petunia. He says, it's, you know, you're safer than, the, you're safer than a cupboard. What he tells Severus. Oh. Yeah. There's his arms tighten around him and they just hold on. I mean, as weird as I've been having an issue with, with, you know, nice, safe, and I'll just, oh, this line just, God. Yeah, it was, and it, it, it's, again, it's the, the, the circumstances that he's a four-year-old little kid mm-hmm. rather than a teenager. It's, it's, uh, especially as cute as he is, how, how can you not be taken mm-hmm. in by him? Yeah. But yeah, that, that scene was, 
And he uh, tells him. And then it makes you even more angry at Dumbledore, the fact that Dumbledore's been avoiding him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been trying to tell Dumbledore about it, and he's, you know, but I'm going to make sure that you don't go back. And Harry said, well, where would I go? He says, where do you want to go? I don't want to go nowhere. I want to stay here with you. He says, okay, then this is where you'll stay. Severus puts him to bed, and Hermione comes up, and he apologizes to Hermione as well. Mm -hmm. And we find out that um, this was a particularly bad day for Greta and Isabel, and she was horrified when she found out that Harry was abused, and Mm -hmm. she's apologized profusely for everything, and is trying very hard to be nice to Hermione now. Yeah. um, Yeah, it was, you know, it... uh, this is a bad day for all of this to be happening, yeah. especially yeah, for yeah. those two. It's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all around. I do feel like Great Aunt Isabel is a little bit of a plot point because it's such a swift reversal kind of thing. We don't see any yeah. hint of that until the end of her scene, and then the rest that we hear about her is all fine. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit odd, but that's how it works here, I guess. She says, you know, that it'll be a little bit before they move in. They don't quite know what's going to happen yet. Yeah. And she and says... Snape can't bring himself to ask her to stay, too, because mm-hmm. he thinks, well, she has no reason to want to stay with me. She's an, almost an adult and uh, hasn't had this summer of interaction the way Harry has. And uh, Right. And, and you can see, I mean, not only the way he's mm-hmm. with Harry, but, I mean, I always... I, I shudder when I think about that scene with, you know, where he makes fun of her teeth. You know, I see no difference. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's like, you can't say that to a teenage girl, you know, just, just wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I like that he's hesitant because he, he's got to know how bad he was. And he just assumes that, that she wouldn't want to stay. So it just, this whole scene felt right. I liked the way that, mm-hmm. that they, you know. Yeah. And she says, I'm going to go read. And he tries to tell her to wait, but he's not loud enough and she doesn't hear him. And then he just sits there because he, you know, he had not deserved a proper father. Why does he think that he can treat these, you know, be good for these kids? He's got no Mm -hmm. experience with it. And then that's, that's the thing that carries this Snape through. I think even in some of the bits here and in the later chapters that seem to go further than I think, or quicker than I think they would likely have happened. He, he at least lampshades everything for himself. Mm-hmm. Like he, mm-hmm. He's aware of how bad he was and uh, the way that he treated these people, and he doesn't think they would right. necessarily want to s- stick around with him. But the, we're having Whitetails having them be uh, more forgiving than that and focus on the, the new Snape that they've come the to know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but at least they're not. Like, sometimes I find a lot of these Snape picks, they, they really gloss over all the bad sides. I think at least here they it's acknowledged, which I, I very much appreciate. Right. Mm-hmm. And we move so on we to move on to chapter twenty one, Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Well hold on. I love the first sentence of the author's notes. So that crazy moment when a character decides to do something you totally did not plan. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is where yeah, she says she never meant for Harry to call Severus daddy. It just sort right. of came out when she was typing and she left it there. Yeah. yeah. That was the kind of scene they were having. Yeah. I think a lot of people, well, it's not something that I considered either, that um, Harry wouldn't even have that reference. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I've seen Mm -hmm. other fics where Harry's a child or uh, things like that, where, um, you know, Remus or Sirius or somebody winds up getting referred to that way. 
but um, really was a child and and grew up with the whole thing that 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 maybe I could eventually mm-hmm. work into but but the fact that he's he's really 16 at this point or 15 mm-hmm. yeah and it's been a whole that, that it's even even if it was serious if if it, if this was you know serious had lived and he was still I don't think Snape would ever I mean um, hey. Harry would ever call serious dad either no it no yeah. it's just he, he never called anyone dad as a kid because he didn't have one yeah right so. yeah. It's like that scene in the hospital wing at the end of Goblet of Fire where Molly hugs him and the, and the narration is something along the lines of Harry had no recollection of this as though being hugged by a mother. Mm-hmm. That kills me, that scene. I know. And I they know. left it out of the goddamn movie. I'll never forgive them for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, to be fair, the bits that kill you are the textual bits that are very hard to yeah, uh, could, I know. convey but, in a visual form. Yeah. But, but that still. one could have been done, and it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we start with Harry on the porch, mm-hmm. just sort of watching the ocean, just sparkling, and there are thunderheads off in the distance, but things seem to be okay. But he's just kind of in a blah mood. He doesn't really want to build a puzzle with Hermione or do much of anything because he's had another bad nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a return of that depression that I think we saw at the beginning when he had first gone back to to Privet Drive on his own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's depressed, Hermione's depressed, everybody's depressed. And and again we have, he woke up screaming and Severus braved the stairs to come up and see what the matter was. So again, we have this trouble with the stairs. The stairs. Wondering where Hermione was during this whole, because her mm-hmm. bedroom is is at the top. It's of right the next door. Too, so yeah. If he could hear Harry yelling from from down below, uh, it, it doesn't mention her at all. But I kept wondering. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept thinking. I don't see why they couldn't have just made an extra bedroom downstairs for Harry or Put something. Put the kid on the couch. Put him closer well, to the potty. Poor little thing. Or put a chamber pot in there with him or something. I don't know. But yeah. Well, I, I don't think this was a necessarily couldn't make it there. I think this was a. No, oh, yeah. He had a bed. It was just a bed wedding. But mm-hmm. I, I think after all the the drama of the chapter before, both the nightmare and the bed wedding are are expected. You know, I don't think that. No, absolutely. And he's thinking, yeah. you know, about how patient Snape has been and how relaxed he is and everything. But you know, and Harry basically just wants to be held, but. He's thinking there's no way that Snape would actually do that. Well, yeah, he has. Yeah, I know, but he's he's, you know, every time for every instance that he's doing it or that he has, he he's got a reason for it. Yeah, he just wants that. But Harry doesn't want again, to go request it himself. His mm-hmm. mind is, even though it's it's acting more four than six, fifteen, sixteen. He still went that long without ever having anyone do that, so I don't think mm-hmm. it's a natural oh, thing Harry. to want it. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So there's a storm a coming, kind of like you guys is having a storm a coming. Uh, yeah. Yep. He's, so he's just cool sort of and go back. Yeah. I know the ocean in the air. I would much rather be in their storm. Yeah, we don't get good thunderstorms here. Very rarely. We don't. No. I'm so sorry. I know, because a good thunderstorm is so much fun. Nothing like a good summer thunderstorm. Unless, of course, you were left out in it and then are terrified like our friend Harry, but 
I, I would absolutely enjoy this thunderstorm that's coming. But Harry goes upstairs and crawls into bed and pulls the covers over his head, and he's just, you know, it's like Scott said, he's depressed. And when, yeah, he says, I feel heavy, mm-hmm. which I thought was the best four-year-old description for being depressed as ever. You know, I thought that was a wonderful line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as Severus sad is as coming, it is to think. Asked him to get up and asked if he'll look at him, and he tries, and he can't make himself turn over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he yeah. tells him, too, I feel heavy. But, you know, Say that again. As sad as it is to think that a four-year-old can get depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's true. No, I know, it's, I know, I know. So Snape talks to him about it and wants to know if his nightmare is still bothering him. And he says, you know, it's not your fault. Sirius would have felt terrible if you, if something happened to you instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. And actually, you got to give Snape credit again for calmly talking about Sirius. Mm-hmm. Which Candace Snape couldn't have done this, you know? So, no, absolutely not. He decides that he might be hungry after all. Yeah. And they go down and eat some spaghetti. The Dobby Oh, broth. this wasn't the grilled cheese? No, the grilled cheese is later. Oh. This one's spaghetti. And then he's watching the storm approach. Yeah. And, and Snape's practicing Snape wand movements with his left hand. Thunder, just lightning. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the, you know, this great lightning and no sound. And Harry's like, where's the thunder? There's so much lightning, but there's no thunder in there. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, you get the thunder, too. Yeah. And when I first read through this, I thought it was going to be some sort of, you know, outside force, and it's not lightning at all. It's these people casting spells that are breaking oh, down the boy. wards or whatever. Oh, yeah, but, uh, that'd be scary. Yeah. But Ooh, that's very cool. turns out it's an actual <laughs> storm. Plot twist. Yeah, there was this sort cool. of like whole foreshadowing about, you know, <laughs> It looks like lightning, but it doesn't seem like it should be. It seems like it should be closer than that. What's going on with this lightning? It doesn't seem like it's yeah. quite heat lightning mm-hmm. and yet. Um, yeah. I thought Harry was going to turn back at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and he he just wants to watch. He's drawn to it, and he's he's going to watch. Mesmerized by it almost, yeah. It's like we were in Nebraska once in tornado country, and, you know, there's, oh, there's a tornado coming, a tornado coming, and... So we were there selling fireworks. That was what my great, my great, great grandfather sold fireworks. And so we were going to, we were there doing that. And so we had to close down the fire, this fireworks stand and batten everything down and get into the basement, which I thought was like a real basement, but which was really a hallway that we could just sit in and do nothing. And I was bored out of my mind and they wouldn't let me go back for my book, which just drove me nuts. But everybody was like running around. <laughs> And, you know, scurrying like ants. And Mom and I are standing in the doorway to the house going, whoa, look at the sky. Look at the thunder and lightning. Look at the." And all of a sudden, we look at everybody that's, like, running around in this panic. And Mom looks at me and goes, do you think we should be worried or panicking or something? And I'm like, no, this is so much fun. And then finally, Grandpa came and said, you have to come to the basement. (laughs) They wouldn't let it stay in the doorway. But, you know, I, I get that feeling. It's it's mesmerizing to sit there and watch that kind of yeah, a storm come in. And the tornado did. It touched down near Especially us. Especially on the water. Us. You can oh, just kind of watch it roll in. I think. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. When we were kids, we had a cistern that, you know, had our water in, and it was a really low building, and we could lay on it. Oh, a would... cistern. A cistern. I misheard you, a cistern. I was like, what? <laughs> no, but we would lay on it and then watch the storm come in, and you could watch it from really far away before the rain ever hit you. You could see, you could even watch the rain coming at you before it ever really hit you, and then as soon as it started raining, we'd go in, but... I have really fond memories of watching the storms that way. It was really fun. So, but Harry gets an unexpected something in his storm. Shock in this Mm -hmm. storm. Yeah. In one of the bright flashes of lightning as he's watching them, he sees a great big shaggy black dog and he doesn't even think about how fast the wind is going and that it's raining. He just runs. Yeah. Wasn't there a scene like this in... In the third Prisoner? movie. Yeah. Was the it the movie, not he... the book? Yeah. When, when, okay. when um, Sirius was at um, Privileged Eye, right? The Quidditch yeah. game. The Quidditch game. Uh, oh, the Quidditch game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it is in the book. It's just that it, it he just sort of catches a glimpse of it in the book. That's how he ends up calling yeah. the night bus. Yeah, but that it's one's a little more, drive. Oh, that's, little oh, that's more right. visible uh, in the movie. It seems yeah. like they played it. I up can't remember um, if the if Sirius's appearance at the Quidditch game is in both as well. Yeah, I, I think maybe that. it is. Makes sense because I feel like um, Sirius talks about having seen him fly at one point, mm-hmm. and definitely in the book because I'm rereading Prisoner of Azkaban as we speak and I just passed that point so I definitely know it's in there I feel like they put it in the movie too but it was probably not uh, it was it wasn't a thing of an actual dog it was more um, amorphous kind of in the storm I don't know or it it was just like you know you see it and then you blink and it's gone kind of a thing Mm. I think the same thing happens here to Snape that he's Mm -hmm. looking out and then and he he sort of sees something too, yeah. And then he's not sure, but it, but all I could think of was Dumbledore's line, um, you know, at the end of Deathly Hollows. It's just because it's in your head doesn't what makes you think it's not really happening. Yeah. Yeah. I like I yeah. love that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what makes you think it's not real? And so Harry's going. Harry's going after mm-hmm. his godfather. And, that house. He's booking it. And yeah, Snape's chasing him. Harry, come back here. What? Okay, this part made no sense. Okay. Why didn't Hermione go after him, and or why didn't they summon him? Because, well, summoning and that summoning, neither one of them, only Hermione could do that, and who's to say she even has her wand on her? And she's there, she's coming. If if she's on whether or not you can summon a person. I know that is in a lot of fanfics, but it's it's never actually been Um, proven point. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think they well, could have yeah, no. summoned him. But they, Joe says not. You know, yeah. toss the I feel like... walker curse at him or something like that. But Hermione's there. She's just not nearly fast enough. She was taken much more by surprise. And yeah. I think might have been I a little bit further. Snape charging after him was more instinct than anything. You mm-hmm. know, he sees this little, yeah. little yeah. running out of the storm. You're going to get him back. I, I don't think it was a thought process. It just happened. Yeah. 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 And so, also, this is more a story about the two of them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. that's true. But it does say like Snape can hear Hermione shouting in the di- in the distance. She's just far behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Apparently, I'm not parental enough to uh, think of these things. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like 
I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the adrenaline because, yeah, I, I think Hermione, even not being very athletic, would probably be able to catch up to Snape running after somebody with a leg yeah. brace. But, yeah. uh, you know, Her- Snape's got the fear no, adrenaline the thing fear going. The adrenaline going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's running faster than he's ever, you know, thought he could yeah, run. That, 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 that adrenaline will he's... make you do things you didn't even know you could do. Yeah. yeah. Get away from the train! Yeah, because Harry has seen this dog underneath this tree, and he's going for him. And and all Snape can see at this point is that is this tree is twisting and sideways. swaying in the yeah. wind, and it's about to break in half. Yes. And now this reminds me of the Whomping Willow scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought of the Whomping Willow here, too. Yeah. And and it's a fun author's note again. I know, I know, terrible, horrible, evil cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, but new chapter next week dodges hexes and laughs manali. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it just works to end it on a cliffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is our advantage to covering stories that are finished so we can keep reading. Here, here. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then. And we start with Harry's point of view, and mm-hmm. he's lost the dog. But he can hear this tree just shattering on top of him, and he doesn't really know what to do except just close his eyes and curl up. And then there's this streak of black across his vision, and an arm is around him and moving. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then he hears a scream off in the distance and realizes it's Hermione, and Snape's lying on top of him, and well, yeah. Severus is lying on top of him. And he can kind of see the, the lightning dancing across the sky between uh, Snape's arm and side, and he he's screaming, but it, the thunder drives, drowns it out, and he's just terrified, and he and Snape's not moving, and he's afraid that Snape's dead and on top of him. And then Snape kind of moans and moves a little bit and starts in, in pretty much spasmodically clutches Harry. I, I think it's completely unintentional there at first. Mm-hmm. And then he sits up. It's and, kind of cool how the tree just kind of fell around mm-hmm. them. That they're kind of in they in the one safe spot in the middle of all this destruction. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, the trunk's really close, and there's also a great big branch that's on the other side of them, and and they are pretty much unscathed. And Hermione's like, "I'll take Harry," and you know, it's okay. And they kind of make their way really slowly out of these branches and walk. <laughs> Very slowly back to the house. Poor uh, Hermione is like, oh, yeah. well, I guess I'll go make some tea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Severus needs something a little stronger than tea. A little brandy with that, maybe? That. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's like, why Why would you do that? Oh. Do what? Why would you run under the tree when it broke? Well, it was going to fall on you. But you could have died. So you almost died because of me. Why? Well, because I care about you. But but what if you died? You know, that's all Harry can think of. It's well, why wait. why would you do this? And I really like how she did this whole scene to just make Harry finally understand the connection that, that Snape did, mm-hmm. what, what Sirius would have done, and that, that he would never have blamed Harry for, you no. know, for, for trying to protect him, because that's exactly what, you know, it hurts my heart, but that's exactly what oh. he would have done. Right. So I, I, thought, I thought she did a really good job with the scene. Mm-hmm. I cried. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was really touching. And it's, I mean, that's why he finally lets go. He finally figures yeah. it out, and he finally cries for him. 
I'm so sorry and serious. I never meant for him to die. And State forgives him and says that the Sirius would have too. He would have and, done anything to protect him. Yeah. And then we move on and <gasps> they're kind of sitting there and he says, you know, maybe it wasn't black, but the grim. And he's thinking about, you know, could, could it have maybe been like a ghost of black or something? Cause the tree could have really taken him out, but it didn't. It sort of fell strategically around him. And maybe this was Sirius's way of getting Harry to finally let go. And he's having all these thoughts. And then all of a sudden, Harry's like, I'm hungry. I'm I want hungry. some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> have I told you that I have recently discovered grilled cheese? How could you just recently you discover grilled cheese? <laughs> my pa- my, my parents... This my so you know mom's Japanese so I grew up with Japanese food I didn't do the traditional American food and so like going to college and having I guess the term is comfort food mm-hmm. was very strange for me because it put, wasn't put a slice of tomato in your grilled cheese they're they're pretty awesome oh no there's mm-hmm. an idea okay <laughs> well I I have no choice on my grilled cheese because I go to the dining hall and they don't have tomato mm-hmm. but. To put in the grilled cheese, but they do serve tomato um, soup with it. But anyway, mm-hmm. so they've got tomato tomato soup and grilled cheese. And I recently I also then discovered tomato soup. I know <laughs> you can you can take two sandwiches. So I'm now taking two sandwiches every time I go get a grilled cheese, <laughs> and it's very exciting. One of them to eat, and one of them to dip in the soup. Yeah, <laughs> no, I take both of them home. Ah, we. I've recently found this great thing is when you're making the grilled cheese sandwich, if you shred a little bit of cheese and put it on in the pan and let it melt before you flip the grilled cheese onto it, then it makes this really crunchy cheese crust on the outside. It's yummy. Oh, like a, like a, it's like, it's like fried cheese. It's, isn't it like a Reuben or something that you fry? Yeah, maybe. Denver, maybe. There, there's one where you use like egg on the outside of the bread. It's basically yeah. But no, this is just yeah. I love cooked cheese, like cheese that you that like falls out of and, and it kind of crisps in the skillet. I love that. So it's basically just this crisped cheese, but you put it in and let it start to crisp, and then you put the bread on top of it with the the butter so that it melts back up into the bread, and then you just have this wonderful crisped cheese on the outside. I don't know. Grilled cheese are good. Anything with cheese in it's good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that but, is an interesting cultural thing, though. That you know, the comfort food for some people is you know what they've grown up with and what their mm-hmm. parents or grandparents used to make all the time. But that's not the same for everybody. Yeah. They have their own things. That yeah. Being. We were talking about what were we talking? Oh, cream tuna and peas on toast with the cook the other day. And she'd wait, never wait, heard wait, of it. Wait, what? See? It's so funny because that's my comfort food. Cream tuna and peas on toast. And my mom said. Huh. Together? Yeah. Peas on t- No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you make a, a roux in a white sauce, right? And you crumble tuna in it and you put frozen peas in you it. make and a then, what in a white sauce? A roux. I don't know. Something about Winnie the Pooh. A roux? A roux. Yeah. Roux is uh, the um It's butter and flour, flour and, and milk. Yeah. So it's, it makes it makes it almost like a gravy. Sauce. Oh, Alfredo. Basically. 
Alfredo is a kind of white sauce. Yeah. Uh, You put other things in it to make it Alfredo. Just straight white sauce is flour, butter, and milk, and that's it. And a little salt and pepper. So you make that, and then you crumble in a can of tuna, and you dump in a half a bag of frozen peas, and you let that cook together. Ew. And then you add dill weed. Never. I will never (laughs) eat peas. Ew. I do that with salmon, you but I've never it done it as toast. a sandwich. I make it as, like, you have it's an open, um, it's some an sort of pasta casserole with that. Yeah, like, no, I make that to sauce and mix it in with, like, uh, macaroni or twist noodles or mm-hmm. things like that. And then you you either are lazy and just mix those together and eat it, or you put it in a casserole dish and, and like, bake, bake the more. top a little bit. Yeah. But <laughs> no, we just spoon that over toast. It's the best. So I was telling my mom, I said, Mom, you know, they've never heard of this, and neither have any of you. So apparently it's a family yeah. thing. Mom said it's because you you don't have Navy people. Mm. And, and then we decided that the Navy one is chip beef on toast. It's not really the cream tuna and peas on toast, but it's ours were um, concept. Ours were roast beef and pickle sandwiches. Mm, that sounds yeah. good too. Like you take uh, leftover roast beef and you slice it up or have a chunk of it or whatever, and you process that with a little bit of Miracle Whip and either actual pickles or relish, mm-hmm. and then that's your sandwich filling. Right, which is quite a bit like tuna, only it's with the roast beef. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. So I've never really done much with tuna at all because I I don't like the flavor as much as salmon and mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the recipe I'm talking about actually was me making I I got a uh, cookbook when I went to university that was from the 70s and was supposed to be for young adults. So Oh, you have one of those too. It had like um, tuna noodle casserole, and you were supposed to do this with a can of tuna and a can of mushroom soup. But I didn't yeah. have mushroom soup, and I don't like tuna, so I made it with salmon and peas instead. That works. <laughs> and like made the white sauce to and peas to substitute for not having mushroom soup. Yeah, so there you go. But I did learn some useful things from it. That is where I learned how to make white sauce because they had a page where there was like a chart of. If you want a thin white sauce, you put in this much butter and flour in a cup of milk. If you want a medium one, you put in a tablespoon. If you want a thicker one, you put in more and so on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyway. <laughs> I'm sending you all the recipe. <laughs> all sorts of interesting tangents we get into. Oh, God. Oops. In the meantime, role. Harry just wants grilled cheese. Yep. <laughs> But Yay, he, grilled cheese! But he doesn't get very far before he just passes out, plunk. Yep. Just, just, just yeah. eyes roll back in the head and down he goes. Down he goes. And Snape panics. Mm-hmm. He's oh, just been outside here. in the storm and now he's passed out. <laughs> yeah. And, and Good lord, people! So he, you yes. know, quick Hermione, get him upstairs, I'm gonna go get the coin. And then the coin's yeah. missing, of course the coin's missing. Of course it they is. They haven't used their Chekhov's gun. They laid it in there and everything, and now it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. even the summoning chart won't work on it. Mm-mm. Yeah. And that so would be too easy. She so has to... Hermione has to figure out how to send a Patronus message, and she's never even successfully cast a Patronus before. But, but that's not true, though, because she cast one in Order of the Phoenix. Right. Mm-hmm. But she got her. What she says is that yeah, she's, she's never been done good it, at but she's not it. good at it. 
And just lately, she can't because all her happy memories she's used before oh, that makes sense are, are all of with her family. parents. Yeah, I like that that Harry. You know, he he became a little kid during a thunderstorm, and now he's switching back during another thunderstorm. I kind of like the well. That's why I thought, yeah, the symmetry there at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have so. the classic expecto patronum scene. Where yeah. nothing happens, yeah. nothing happens, and then it's like, whoa, awesome otter. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, you know, and I think most Patronus, it's it's usually a very short message, but this one's pretty long. Yes. <laughs> but, but can you really not see Hermione being a little wordy, even oh, with yeah. Patronus? <laughs> Absolutely. I want to see a more lighthearted fic now where... Hermione's learning to send these and she only ever gets half a message to somebody because it runs out. Mm-hmm. It's like the answer. <laughs> like, or something. <laughs> and I need to, uh, it's an emergency and you need to come here, but on the way, can you stop and get the meep? Where are we supposed to go to save you? Wait, come back. <laughs> yeah. It's like the two minute time limit on the, on the poof voice message. Time has expired. Your message will be sent as is. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh dear. So. But it turns out that her memory that she used to make it work was being there at Bell Point. Mm-hmm. She's had some happy moments that, that summer. Yeah, but that just, I didn't buy it. Yeah, this is I where could. it starts to go over the edge a little bit. But yeah. it, she needed to do it, so. I, I could see it working for that because she also has the, you know, the willpower and the, the emergency. And, and yeah. Help, yeah. So that could be, I can see that part and that's fine. But, you know, it starts to... I could see I don't her know maybe that it would use be. the beach scene that we just had with Ron and Harry. That that's pretty mm-hmm. happy memory. That could work. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in the the last few chapters it sort of we get to the point of we want Harry and Hermione to feel like this is a great place to be their new home, but we only have five chapters left and it just sort of squishes it in there. Whereas mm-hmm. at this point, I feel like it would be more of a, that was fun. Let's go back there on vacation kind of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, we're on into chapter 23 because they, the message made it through and Poppy is rushing into the room. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> he just collapsed, did he? Oh, he's very cold. She doesn't know what's wrong with him. She's like, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anything like it. It must be that he's changing back. And finally, Dumbledore's here. Yes, this this seems to fit he with knows what it is. Everything yeah. that I've <laughs> read about he does. Well, he's done the research. Mm-hmm. He, it's in his the books on this are in his headmaster's library thing. Well, bloody lot of help he is. <laughs> well, they don't really know much about it. Mm-hmm. So, and he can feel the magic happening and now that severus sort of concentrates on it stop a minute he somehow doesn't follow the norm that he does something that that not everybody else does whoops now i moved now the cat's playing with my cords i think it's also partly um, dumbledore being used to pronouncing about things confidently because yeah. he's like, yes, I'm sure that's what it is. It seems to match everything I've read, and you can feel the magic. But uh, I'm glad I'm here to watch, just in case. 
<laughs> he, he's yeah. not really as sure as he seems, but it does work out. And Snape says, all right, well, since you're here, let's have this conversation I've been meaning to have for the past month. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Talk. But before he leaves, he's oh. like, if something happens, you come get me. <laughs> yeah. And so rather than just hashing it out in conversation, mm-hmm. Snape decides, let's get Dumbledore's pensive and yeah. we'll show him the memory of him going to talk to Petunia because that's the direct proof for him. Right. And he spends most of the memory just looking at Dumbledore, hoping to see him be surprised. <laughs> yeah, he, he really doesn't want to think that, that he knew that this was going on all yeah. along. And, and he didn't, which is good. In this fic, I still have my canon questions on it. I really do. Seriously, I would love to do to keep doing the canonist fic because I want to talk about this very much <laughs> in canon. How much did he know? Yeah. And how much yeah. did he... You know, there was nothing he could do about it. So how much did he accept? It, it's yeah, I, that that's one thing that that always stays with me. How, how how bad did you know it was? How bad did you know it was? And how like it says in here, how much of it was? Well, it doesn't matter how bad it is. We need to toughen up the kid anyhow because he's the savior of the world. And if he's not tough, then we're all gonna die. So he's just gonna have to deal. You know, which is a terrible thought. I. I don't know. I don't, I feel like Dumbledore didn't know very much. I go mostly in line with how this fic goes. You know, he is the kind who wants to see good in everybody. This is why he gives Snape himself and Draco and a bunch of other people so many second and third and fourth chances. Um, I go back and forth on it because I definitely, I definitely believe that Dumbledore loved Harry. He, he definitely mm -hmm. did. But then he also had this whole, you know, the, with the greater good younger side of him that, that there's enough room in my mind for, for doubt on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I waver back and forth. Yeah. I have seen it done well both ways to some extent. I don't like the fix where, um, you know, Dumbledore is just this Machiavellian mastermind doing it all deliberately because um, I, I don't think that fits with him. Um, or at least that's not the kind of Dumbledore that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, um, I have seen some where, you know, he knows some of it, but doesn't realize as much as is going on or, uh, his hands are tied for some other reason. I've seen other ones where like Mrs. Fig keeps sending these reports and they just get lost on Dumbledore's desk. <laughs> right. And I think there's, it's one we read where, s- for some reason, McGonagall had to go into Dumbledore's office to look for something and found one of Mrs. Fig's reports and is like, what is this crazy stuff that's happening? Dumbledore, have you not read this? And, yeah. 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 I, I, I'd love to know. I, I tend to more like he hoped for the best when he put in there, that he had the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when things weren't going the way he had hoped... It was more, there's nothing I can do about it now. You know, this is where he's safest. He's going to have to stay. Mm-hmm. Can we see that with go telling Dumbledore, I told you so scene? <laughs> I would love that, yeah. I'm fairly sure I've read that in something. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of them that have it. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody loves McGonagall. I think she's one of those ones that everybody just... Uh... Mm-hmm. There's been a few where people are um, less than forgiving of her too for like 
you know, turning the Gryffindors away when they have something to report or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Mostly, people do seem to fairly impressed with McGonagall. Well, she's a good one to be impressed with. I do like Professor McGonagall. Yeah, <laughs> I like that uh, Dumbledore says. Well, he doesn't really try because it wouldn't work, but he says if they were in school, uh, he'd have given Hermione 100 points mm-hmm. for that Patronus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a good Patronus, <laughs> Hermione. <laughs> yeah. 100 points. Mm-hmm. So. But, so they, they've gone into the pensive and Severus is taking Dumbledore through this whole scene with Petunia, mm-hmm. ending off on being in the cupboard and He's like, hmm, this is a very good pensive memory. It's even getting the uh, pictures rattling on the walls when I left. And it's kind I of weird that I could feel the magic. That seems odd. And he looks over at Dumbledore. From Dumbledore. I thought that was an awesome, awesome scene. Yeah, Dumbledore's yeah. accidental magic's flaring as well. This is not a good yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And oh right, um, Dumbledore's scary. I forgot about that. <laughs> Always got Harry in trouble because a kid was the accidental magic. So the fact that that just the sight of the cupboard makes even Dumbledore have accidental magic. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that the irony, though, of the fact that they wanted to beat it out of him was, you know, and like mistreating him was causing the accidental magic is just. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they weren't yeah. smart enough to figure that Half out. Half of their problems no, is that no, of course not. they don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. I've actually read one, I think, or part of one where Petunia was better at that and sort of said, okay, if we treat him really well and convince him that magic is a silly thing that nobody would ever believe exists, then he will himself rationalize everything away. I forget how it turns out or what goes on with it, mm-hmm. but I remember reading something on that basis. Yeah. Albus apologizes and says, you know, I'm sorry I didn't come immediately. I had important things to do, and I just thought they were more important. And Snape's like, what was so bloody important that you ignored everything I was saying? And so he shows him a newspaper that's going out the next day, and it's Sirius Black declared innocent Albus. Dumbledore testifies, and he thought that getting Sirius declared innocent would be a really good gift for Harry. And so that's what he's been spending all of his time on. That made my turn. Yeah. Mm. You know, why couldn't you have done that before then? You know, I know. Like this, yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Sirius might still be alive if you'd have done it before. Yeah. <sighs> or if you just explained things to him. <laughs> I know. But there was even one line there that, you know, when Dumbledore's realizing what's going on. He's like, they they could have done serious harm there. It's like, they did. They do, did. It still doesn't get it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, no, no, they did do serious harm there. So it, yeah. it just, it blocked still. And reading this in light of Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. And you think about it no, that way. I don't know. They could have caused serious harm. Yeah, they could have caused him to become this monster. He's serious. Yeah, but yeah. Joe explained that because somebody asked her that. Like, why mm-hmm. didn't Harry? It's because Harry had no knowledge of magic. He right. didn't know that. You know, they were trying to suppress his magic. They okay, knew it was, that, but Harry had no idea. Right. This part makes no sense because Credence was taught that magic. But Credence was taught that magic existed. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. how did he, how did he put... He thought it was bad. Get, no, 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 but how did he understand that what he was doing was magic? Well, well 
Because it was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's like... he, I, I'm assuming that his family was magical and that he had some recollection of the magic that was in his family before he was taken away from there. And so he knew that he was magical, but he was being raised in a place that... I think it was bad and that he had right, to hide it. That he had to hide it. And because he was suppressing it, then that's what caused it. And oh, Harry, it wasn't because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't then that he had grown up all of his life with Mary Lou and didn't know... No, because he she took okay. him away from her, the family. So, I mean, it's yeah. possible yeah. he was too young like Harry to really fully know. Mm-hmm. But he was in a place where they acknowledged magic. They just said it was evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Harry, yeah, Harry didn't become an obscurist because Harry didn't realize there was such a thing as magic. I mean, he would say things like, well, I don't know what happened. It's magic. Without like, really yes. believing like, that it was magic. Like, teacher's hair mm. just turned blue. You know, he, he knew it turned blue and it was weird, but he didn't know that he was the one that did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had no idea how he got on the roof of the school building. He learned how to operate so easily. It should have been easy for him when he turned 17. <laughs> yeah. And you have a bunch of bigger kids chasing you. That can happen. Yeah. 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 He's got better incentive than a boring classroom. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about what's going to happen to Harry, and Severus says he can stay with me. And Dumbledore figures that's a pretty good idea. And then he says, well... Oh, no, I can just picture those eyes twinkling there. It makes me mm-hmm. want to bop on one. <laughs> <laughs> but then he says, I'm a little worried about Hermione, too. Well, what's wrong with Miss Granger? Well, her great-aunt, great-aunt Isabel is sort of a stick in the mud. And... I don't like her, and she hit Harry. He doesn't say that, though. But, yeah. And so, and I love what Dumbledore says. She was able to conjure a Patronus from here. And he's like, well, it was really hard. Well, what was her memory? It was, she thought of this place. Oh, well, you might ask her if she wants to stay, because I bet you she would. But this doesn't occur to anybody. Snape's not going to do it because Snape still feels like he's the why want terrible. To yeah. Why would she want to live with a Death Eater? And then we have yeah. Harry waking up. Poppy says Harry's waking up. Or Hermione says it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they head back into the room and we move into Harry's head mm-hmm. where he's been falling for a while. Falling. And he, this is where he has his... Uh, Oddest sort of dream. Mm-hmm. Chat was serious. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he ends up at Azkaban with the Dementors. Oh. And, you know, he hears his mother's voice, take Harry, or his father's voice, take Harry and run, and his mother's voice pleading with Voldemort. And then he's but like. And he's suddenly not in Azkaban, or there's. He's still there, but the Dementors are all gone, and the walls are crumbling, and there's empty cells and sunshine. And then as he goes into, he passes by one cell, and there's this little chipped tin soldier in it, and that's all. Mm-hmm. And then the second cell has this garden coming out of it. Lots with, of uh, lilies. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure what the childish giggle with the deep brown eyes is supposed to be for. Unless we're going with movie Lily or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Or if it's then, just if it's just him 
as a child. I, yeah, I don't know, but wrong colored eyes. Yeah, though. The brown eyes though. The brown eyes yeah. threw me. I don't. I don't know what that that means. Ginny. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Umbridge's office with the sharp quill. Mm-hmm. And, and a schoolroom from his childhood, and Mrs. Fig's living room, and including her cats, <laughs> <laughs> and a whole whack of care packages from his par- parents that he can't reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally it's like Sirius is cell. And Sirius let me locked. in. It's locked. And Sirius says, it's not locked. Just try it again. And he says, Hey, how'd you unlock it? And he says, I didn't. It was never locked, but I, and he just opens his arms and Harry runs in and Sirius just holds on to him. Oh, I know. If I miss serious, I uh, oh, I still my my favorite kind of fan fiction story always takes place after Order of the Phoenix because I mm-hmm. felt like just never completely satisfied there. With what do you point. mean after Order of the Phoenix? If you miss him, you shouldn't you be reading stuff that like? No, I think it was more that I felt like. It's the death they of Sirius needed more hurt. closure. It really hurt. I needed mm-hmm. some closure on it, and we, yeah, we, we just never saying. got it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Although I do like post-goblet fix, too, because there's so many directions you can go with those. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, when I rereading books three, four, and five, I, I, that section of them, I think I, my favorite. I like it in there. Mm-hmm. I like the angsty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, I like the less angsty stuff, but I still like those ones. Because <laughs> that's where we get Sirius and Remus and uh, expanding his uh, group of useful, trusted adults. Right. <laughs> his support network, I guess. But anyway, he says he's sort of, he has a weight that lifts off his shoulders and he just sort of realizes that Sirius loved him and still loves him and really does forgive him, and it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh. when it gets dark and you feel all alone, remember, I never left. And I like the one description, just when he sees Sirius' face, he says the man had loved him like a son, a best friend, and a younger brother combined. Mm-hmm. Because it's true, really. Yeah. Except, like, there have been fix where it's well done, but in most cases, I don't think I could actually see Sirius as a father figure because he wasn't, he was too much, he, he didn't have enough development himself. That's mm-hmm. at 20 yeah. or 21, however old he yeah. was when he went in to ask them. The ones where it works best is where you get Sirius and Remus because Remus is there to, you know, rein in no. Sirius's yeah. wild mm-hmm. uh, impulses and Sirius gets to be the fun uncle instead of having to be the dad. Right. Remus Remus is stuck with dad. I think Sirius, for Harry, Sirius was the first one that was just for him. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, no one ever could have taken that place. So that was, I don't know, it was Mm -hmm. a tough blow. Yeah. Yeah. And then Harry wakes up and realizes he's still tightly hugging someone, except it's Severus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, wait a second, he's smaller than I remember. Oh, because I'm 16 again. Oh, I love that you're still in the overall. The mortification, the the the, like. I mean, it's not this chat. It technically it's the next step, but like, there's a moment where Harry sits there in the laundry room and just has to kind of sit there and process everything. I just thought that was Mm -hmm. very, very real. You know, that like Mm -hmm. there's a lot to, to. 
to 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 take in. But well, I, I appreciate that. They they have this poor kid in overalls as a four year old, which is just a terrible yeah. thing. I know they look cute, but getting in and out of those stupid straps is a pain. And instead of like, you know, Madame Pumphrey clothes switching him and putting him in jammies that are going to fit him or whatever, she just expands the overalls so that when he wakes up, he's not like scrunched. And can you see mm-hmm. this poor 17-year-old Harry in his overalls? He's just yeah. like, what am I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor kid. But at least they expanded him because otherwise he'd be like, yeah. yeah. Otherwise that would be painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't well, that's entirely Harry sure whether. Was naked in your thick. Yeah, that, 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 I was like, well, wait a minute. He's going to grow into a teenager overnight. You can't put him to bed in little kid pajamas. You know, it was. That, yeah, that no, that'll hurt. <laughs> Unless they just have really bad seams. Well, he, he could be like the Hulk and just rip out the top and the yeah, pants always fit. Wouldn't it be just easier just to strip him put off? Put him to bed, bed yeah. au naturel, you know? <laughs> I wasn't sure whether it was Madame Pomfrey expanding the overalls or if um, they just were, you know, enchanted to resize themselves. Or, But it yeah. does look like. The way they describe it, it looks like she did deliberately resize them. I think, I'm not that's, sure. I think that's what happened. Yeah. So Snape says, you know, your clothes are downstairs, and how about that grilled cheese sandwich? I did promise, because Harry's stomach starts growling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Poppy gives him a quick checkup, and Snape goes downstairs to make the grilled cheese, and Sirius has never left him, and that makes him feel yeah. good. And he realizes he forgot to ask if that was really serious beneath the tree or not. So we're just left to wonder. Mm-hmm. And are we doing one more? I can't remember what six was. Let's see. One, two, I think three, originally four, five, we, we said we were going to do through 24, but when I was looking at the notes, I think it kind of makes sense. Yeah, this is actually a pretty good place to end as well. Yeah, 24 is more into the next phase of the ending phase of the story. That makes sense. Well, let's end it now, and then we can all go to bed early. I like this idea. And we'll just I'll just add a an extra podcast to the page. It'll work out. And then, because uh, the 24, to, uh, from, from what I have here, 24 and 25 are the big chapters. I don't mm-hmm. have a lot on, on anything after that. So uh, I think that yeah. will work fine. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Yeah, cause at some point, I think we still have to have a birthday party. Yep, that's in the next one. <laughs> I only read through 24. So. I would have yeah. kind of liked if the birthday party happened when he was still little and have mm-hmm. all the Weasleys dealing with little Harry. I think that would be kind of cute. Well, that would have been funny. That, that would have been, been very fun. cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but just think of his memories then. <laughs> He'd be <laughs> <I mortified>. <laughs> It <laughs> would have been. I kind of like, it, it's good for Harry to be a little mortified now and then. I think mm-hmm. it's a good thing. <laughs> this was good sort of reasoning of, you know, it being the catharsis that makes it work um, and sends him back. But I, it would have been fun if, like, uh, it was actually in the middle of the party. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, huh. He makes a wish, and then he's 16 again. <laughs> oh, it's totally something out of big. <laughs> yeah. I want to be big. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have worked for this story the same way. But no, no, but it would have been fun. Well, oh, I yeah, mean, I'm, we have a few yeah. things that we nicked pick here and there, but overall, it's a really good story. It is a really good story. 
I'm enjoying it, and it's well written. It's just uh, some of the internal premises and things I feel like are are pushed a little far, but that's because you know this is a story on an archive where Snape and Harry are yeah, always going to be family Snape to each other. Harry, and you're not a big huge <laughs> so. Snape fan, of course. There's gonna you know just explain yeah. that to the, the, the to the to the author that uh, this is coming for people who are more general fans of mm-hmm. canon and. And mm-hmm. uh, specifically Snape fans. Yeah. Yeah. But it but, and uh, for her point, I hope she appreciates that the fact that especially I know for me anyway, it's hard to get me to like a Snape story. It's really hard. <laughs> and I really did really like this one. So Yeah. Kudos to her. Yeah. I've read some Snape stories that are really good, but I can understand where you're coming from, Melinda. And this yeah, is yeah, that's definitely a fit, but it's like Again, with me, it's always the, the plausibility. It has to mm-hmm. make sense of why this is happening, and I think this is uh, this is a good one. It it, it it it's all very plausible. Right. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. Well, and you talked about the story when when Harry had the injured bat. That was another one that was you know that was reasons on how it mm-hmm. it worked. Did uh, you read that mm-hmm. one? I have read that one. Yeah, I didn't read it when you were. Do, doing it, but you were you were the one that told me about it, and mm-hmm. I kept, and eventually I did get to it, so I did read that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a cat pick, as I recall. And Battle of Wills is another one that um, it's not strictly; it's more of a general, you know, focuses on everybody, but it's definitely a mentoring role in there, and I think she did a really good job with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see Snape working well as a mentor if they can get past all their baggage that they have with each other just mm-hmm. because they do have similar baggage in some ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, if they can get to a point where they can each see each other clearly, it works out. Mentor I can go with when it gets to the guardian point. That's where I balk a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That it has to be either something like this where we have an artificially young Harry or a thing where, you know, he, he actually comes across you know, the Dursleys being abusive towards Harry earlier in canon. It'd be like earlier. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Cause even, yeah. even when like there's plenty of them out there that have Snape discovering abuse, you know, at this age, mm-hmm. but it's, it's I too always, late. at this age, it's too late. And Harry should have some say about who he's going to go live with mm-hmm. at this point. I, I can't imagine any court. I mean, regular court w- would ask yeah, a 16 year old, do you want to live with this? Yeah. So, so that always, uh, like, no, that's not going to work because Harry's not going to say, yeah, I want to go live with him. I'm going to live with Snape. No, I'm going to go live with the Weasley. Uh, what are you asking me about? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. going to want to live with anybody rather than Snape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am glad that Snape shared that he knew his mother. I know that was kind yeah. of a sticking point for Snape because he's afraid that Harry's going to find out, you know, how Voldemort figured out about the... Right, prophecy and stuff, but he, I'm glad that he shared it because that really gave Harry a lift and and a gift, you know, to be able to hear stories about his parents is a huge thing for him. We hear so much about Mm -hmm. his father. Mm -hmm. There really isn't anybody that's ever told stories about his mother. So so Mm -hmm. I can see him touching on. Yeah. I like that as a general plot point in other things Like I've read. Uh, there's another story I've been reading that I both like and dislike at different points, but uh, it has Harry having a slightly different upbringing from, I think, about 11. And by the time Remus shows up in book three, he's a little bit more confident, and he ends up having 
like times when he goes off from his friends and he goes and gets stories from stories about his dad from Remus and stories about his mom from Snape. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, know, you can see that working out because they were the, the closest ones that he has available for that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. And he, and he really doesn't want stories, stories about his dad from Snape because that would be bad. <laughs> yes. So biased too. So I think that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a little bit more about the Love Actually thing, just because I was curious and looked it up. It turns out oh, um, yeah? they're they're not doing like a full sequel. What they're doing is an episode for Red Nose Day, um, uh, where they, they raise okay. money for children in need. Mm-hmm. So they're having a you know little short thing that they're going to put out on Red Nose Day that kind of catches up with most of the characters, and uh, they're deliberately. It has a little interview with um, or a few quotes from Emma Thompson saying, you know, um, the director had reached out to her and said, I'm sorry, we can't write anything for you because of Alan. And she said, of course, it's too soon. And that makes a lot of sense. And she wouldn't want to come back at this point to do that. So they're they're trying to get most of the original cast, but they're just not going to have a section. Uh, That part of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of Alan Rickman and Snape, like, it's always, you know, Harry that he's rescuing from abuse. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know if he want if he tries to help, like, his other Slytherins, because most of them probably don't have very nice home lives either. Well, I've seen that in some of those fics, and, like, that's where, that's why Snape recognizes the signs in 11-year-old Harry, because he's used to all his young Slytherins who've come from abusive homes, mm-hmm. and he's like, wait a second, yeah. why is this showing up in Potter? I must investigate. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and know. he's coming from an abusive <laughs> home as well, so he yeah. he would be more in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have a, a book recommendation, not a fic, but a Yay. book recommendation. It is called, My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry. That's a long title. Okay. I, it, Trisha told me last week that she was reading it. And so I looked it up and, and it starts off with her wearing her Gryffindor scarf and Harry Potter is yeah. throughout the entire story. It's hilarious. <laughs> I approve. Um, well, and I finished it last night and it's really, really good. And it's by Frederick Backman. Yep. So, okay. If, and Mooney, I know you're always looking for something to read. There's another one. It's called A Man Called Ove. Backman. Uh, what's What's the name that Joe writes under that's not her name? Uh, uh, Gal- um, Galbraith. Yeah. Robert Galbraith. Oh, all right. I don't know how to say it, but yeah. Then is Backman, is that the one Stephen King writes under? Somebody else writes under that name. I don't know. Oh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's Backman. Let me look it up now. I want to know. I don't think I'd heard of that. Maybe it is Bachman, but not not. Well, Frederick Bachman is the one that's done. So, um, a man called Ove. My grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry. And Britt Marie was here. Oh, really? Britt Marie was here. That'd be hilarious. Um, he's a native from Sweden. This man. Okay. He is the Goodreads Choice Awards oh. Best Fiction Story. So Stephen King's other pen names are Richard Bachman. Ah, there we and go. And John <laughs> Swithen. So, yeah, this guy's a columnist, blogger, and writer. But anyhow, I, I highly recommend the story. It was really good, and I'm going to go get the other one and read it. And it's just got a little bit of magic. Earlier when we were talking about Harry and Snape sitting in the cupboard together, it uh-huh. reminded me of this story because in this story – 
the grandmother's closet or cupboard magically grows to fit whatever size the girl is. So when she's little, uh, she can reach her arms out and they just barely touch the sides. But as she grows, the closet grows with her. And it, that oh. made me think of the, oh, the snake I want thing. A closet like that. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Merlin's pants. Dad says up to tw- we're getting up to 22 inches of snow. <laughs> Well, they did say something about two feet, so that sounds just about right. Oh, oh boy. All right. We're we going to have to, like, jump out the window. <laughs> Do you still have the pool up, Melinda? You can go ice skating. Uh, actually, no. We had the cover blew off a corner of it last oh, week, here. and I had my son go out there and fix the whole thing, and now I noticed earlier today it's all completely open again. So it's like, oh, I give up. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, you guys be safe in that major storm. Uh, we will wish you power and no electrical outlages, out, outages, outlages. Wow, that was a word. I'm getting tired. Yeah. Well, see, here's the sad thing. The power goes out. I don't have a stove. That's yeah, why I have I don't know. a wood burning I'm not stove. sure about the whole state, but my little area that we lose, you know, the, the sun changes direction and the power goes out. So I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling real confident that, uh, the power will be on through the whole thing. But have you guys idea. seen Kez's posts from today? No. Facebook what happened? Posts? Did you get attacked by a possum? Apparently, no, at the Adele concert. Adele is in Adele is in concert, and apparently the power went out, and everybody—the only person that was surprised was Adele, because everybody else expected it. Because apparently, oh, the power goes out a lot. Uh-huh. I lost sound from in Australia. Oh, really? Well, apparently, mm-hmm. you lost sound, Melinda. I, I lost all three of you for a second, but now you're all back. back. Okay, well, we mm-hmm. better say goodbye and let y'all go to bed. All right. Sounds well, I don't have to get up in the morning, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Good night, y'all. Good night, everyone. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.